0: All right. We're live. We're in your ear holes. My face looks giant
1: today. Well, let me fix this. All yeah, like right. Oh, let's push this back a little
0: bit here. There we go. Now I feel I feel better. Kevin, is are you intentionally are you intentionally mocking me with your goddamn jets gear?
1: Why would it how would that be mocking you?
0: Well, Kevin, the Jets cost me an 18 parlay yesterday.
1: Oh, I don't care about that. I care about the Jets winning.
0: It cost me a lot of money. They can't even lose, right? How much did you bet? Twenty-five dollars. All right. So it cost
1: you twenty-five dollars. did like it cost did you a lot. Four
0: hundred dollars. It cost me a hundred three hundred seventy-five dollars for them to
1: to to win. Did you have that three hundred seventy-five dollars before you placed the bet, Matt? Like uh, no, did no, you have but, that? Did, did you have that money? You did no. not. So it didn't. It cost I the twenty. I had the twenty-five it, to bet. It cost you twenty-five dollars. And the Jets are a sure thing to lose, and
0: they didn't. And now they listen, if
1: or uh, Jets fans hope, if the Jets, if it, if the if the Jets get a W, and Millionaire Matt has to sing for a supper for a week, I'll take, I'll take it. You do not want to hear me sing, my friend. J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Mike White, a new era has begun. The Mike White era. Oh God, that's right. All right, well, enjoy that while it lasts.
0: <laughs> uh, it's Monday night. Shining Wizards are back. Tony is in limbo. We don't know where he is. He may or may not be joining us as he has a teenager now who is trying to get into some fancy school that yeah. Foot Dr. Money pays for. Tony's become like the
1: tardy Tony. It's, it's not a gimmick. It's a, uh, this is a real-life thing. Oh, no, I get it, and I, I, re- I respect it, but it's just becoming consistent. So it, we oh, got to yeah. make a, a tardy Tony shirt, maybe.
0: He's gone dark on us since he texted us this morning at like ten o'clock.
1: Yeah. I didn't see those texts till like three thirty. But busy day. Mondays are always the my busiest day at work.
0: Monday fun day. We have a busy night tonight, Kevin. We got Paro from oh, the yeah. NWA, one half of the end, joining us at seven o'clock. We got Earl Joseph from New Wave Pro Wrestling joining us at eight o'clock. We got a lot to talk about. A lot of wrestling this week. We got the Ring of Honor News, AEW. I watched fucking a ton of wrestling. I watched Halloween Havoc. I watched NWA. I watched MLW. I watched AEW. I watched. What else did I watch? I watched Ring. Dark of Honor? Of I watched Ring of Honor. I got a ton, a ton of things, Kevin.
1: Well, I like it.
0: So we got that much more We're on the rant. I remember to open the streaming system that gets us on the rant. So uh, for that one person that listened to us on the rant, we're back. So Mm. thanks for tuning in over there on the rant. Uh, Hopefully, if you've heard us in podcast form before, you made some time in your Monday night to join us on Facebook, Twitch TV, Twitter, um, YouTube, uh, all those platforms. Kevin's having back spasms. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to be okay? I didn't realize that that came out of my face.
2: You might Uh, have to lay
0: down on the floor. Like a wood plank or something like that. Something like that. Kevin's getting old. I'm getting old. Tony's old. That's right. I got to cue up all this intro. Yeah, Tony's definitely old. got a kid starting high school. Right? That's pretty crazy. When we started the podcast, we started the podcast. uh, We would start at 9 o'clock on, like, Thursday nights, so his kid would go to bed.
1: Right. The kid would be in bed by the time he started.
0: Yeah, it was crazy, right? Now he's like a little fucking teenager. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So we'll see if Tony shows up. Paro's going to be joining us shortly. Earl Joseph. Kevin's here. I'm here. Um, we're going to have Tony party. We're going to have so much fun tonight. So hopefully you join us, you chat us up. YouTube and Facebook is the best way to watch us because we can read your comments uh, when you leave them. Twitter still hasn't caught up. And I don't know if uh, you can on Twitch because I don't think anyone watches us on Twitch because that is a failed.
1: uh, Well, well, that would be the reason. If no one watches us on Twitch, we wouldn't be able to see the comments on Twitch because there would be no comments on Twitch. But we should be able to see them. Actually, I don't know if we can. Yeah, we should be able to see him in StreamYard, right? Yeah, we should. Well, look, if you're not
0: watching, go to twitch.tv backslash Wizards Podcast. Subscribe. Drop a comment. Let us know if we can see it. Or we'll let you know if we see it. Fuck virtual high fives. Everybody's happy. Everybody's excited. It's Monday night, and it's the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast uh, exclusively here. Shit. There's so much I got to do now. So Uh, Exclusively everywhere. We're everywhere. We're in your face.
1: Uh, no, no no exclusivity anymore. We're we're
0: whoring ourselves out to all social media platforms. Yeah, and we're gonna do it next here on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, episode five,
3: fifty seven. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show.
4: This is Matt Caven, member of the kingdom and one half of the internet darlings, and you are listening to the Shining Wizards podcast.
0: We are three weeks away from the 10-year anniversary show here at the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. And we have so much fun, so much excitement lined up for you guys out there. And uh, we're going to get right off and running because tonight's guest is in the queue. I'm going to drop him in. He's one half of the end. He is crushing it in the NWA. He is Paro. Mike Paro. Paro, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Great. Thanks for joining us on this Monday night. We're on the road to ten years uh, as a podcast, so that's pretty exciting on our end. Uh, but you're up to something. I'm sorry.
4: That's a huge accomplishment. Yes, it's a labor of love.
0: How are things on your end?
4: Well, everything's been going well, uh, considering. You know, everything's getting back to normal ish with after the pandemic, so doing the best as I can.
0: Well, that's all we can ask for. Look, I'm a l i am I was a little nervous tonight. I watched NWA Empowered this afternoon and uh I was like, Holy if this angry guy shows up tonight, this is gonna be the shortest interview that we've ever done. You are full of piss and vinegar uh Tuesday night. Uh you're tired of Kratos. You're tired of being the only um, gay athlete in the NWA. You were angry, and it seemed to come out of nowhere. Where is this? Where is this fire coming from?
4: Well, it's not anger, but you just beat them, and they get to go on in power. But yet we don't. So first, first and foremost, we're the number one contenders. We should have been. We never lost that to Kristen and Jax, as you can see. The ref, Odinson's wasn't down and once again somehow we got jumped in line and then we have to earn our spot back. So yeah, I'm a little pissed.
0: (laughs) Right. so. I I don't
4: understand. I don't understand why we weren't the number one contenders to start with since we're the only tag team, actual tag team. But uh, I guess once again, we have to prove why we're one of the best.
0: Uh, And you've been proving so far, um, any doubters out there not familiar, you've, you've run through the uh, number one contenders tournament. You are in the finals against Hawks Airy, uh, the father-son duo of Luke and PJ. Um, you guys definitely have a size advantage over them. And uh, from a tag team standpoint, uh, you guys have been tagging longer than them, even though they are a father-son duo and they do have that connection. Um, are you guys looking past Hawks Aries, or uh, fueled by rage and this disrespect that billy corgan uh has thrown your way and look i'm not gonna lie i think billy he's done a lot of disservice he disserviced nick aldis he, he let the booger eater get like four title shots against him no respect for nick aldis now fucking trevor murdoch's running around the champion he looks like he eats his own boogers and now this this nonsense with you guys you're clearly the number one contenders but you had to go through a tournament
4: well first of all to not to take anything away from Trevor Murdoch to become the NWA world champion is an accomplishment on itself. It's one of the the most prestigious titles in all of wrestling. uh, It's historic, you know, so becoming champion and Nick holding it as long as he did was an accomplishment on itself. You know, so many times you can go up against a person before they learn everything you have to know. And now, uh, and Trevor, Trevor is a deserving champion. He beat him fair and square, and one hell of a match. So I can't, you can't take anything away from uh, a world champion. Second is, you know, Luke has been in this business way longer than I have, and most of the roster. Luke, Luke, Luke has been in the business over 20 years, you know. But he has a weakness, which is his son, and I'm going to exploit it. Uh, I'm much bigger than PJ and I plan to beat the shit out of him. So, that's, that's a good that's a good game plan. Yeah, so we don't look past nobody. You get in the ring with us, we're going to fight you. That's what we do. We we are not finesse. We are not going to tell you we're the best technical wrestlers in the world. That's for another tag team on a forbidden door. You know, uh, you know everybody's going to tell you they're the best at something. We're we're the best at beating you up. That's what we do. And at the end of the day, that's you know, what it's about. Can you stop us? You know, it's not us stopping you. It's you have to stop us. Because we're not gonna give you the finesse. I'm not gonna flip. I am not going to uh lock up and give you arm drags. I'm going to punch you in the face. That's what <laughs> I do well
1: so, so talking about the NWA in general, since you've been there, has there been any Moments that you've just been like, wow, this is like super surreal. Has there been anything that you've just like thought like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm here now with, with this group of wrestlers and this group of talent and I'm a part of this?
4: So surreal moments are different from being part of the roster. I belong. I know I belong. I, I'm an athlete through and through. I played division one football. I've never stepped in a ring and didn't think I wasn't better than the other person me because I believe I'm a champion. I believe I'm one of the best. And so to to sit there and be like, oh my God, I don't belong here. I, I don't I don't think that ever. Yeah. Because I worked so hard to get there. I put in the effort to be there. So I'll, I'll never say that, but a couple of surreal moments was one NWA 70, where, where I got to walk out and I got to be me as a wrestler. Um, be open and be gay and be a badass. Uh, You know, we're all different. And that's the one thing I will say about NWA is they talk to me and let me be me. It's not whereas, hey, this is how we're going to book you because this is how we believe gay should be booked. When I get the mic, I get the mic. Billy doesn't tell me what to say. Billy says, this is your time to shine. You go do that. And that's one thing I like about Billy is the fact that he allows his guys to be themselves be the characters what n w a was built on was n w a was built on personality it was, it was built on it was built on a bunch of blue collar guys with great personality and, and and you get to see that more and more as we develop a company you know it's the little things and you know, he always says, if you give my time, this is your time. So those are, like, surreal moments. Being in St. Louis, you know, walking out of Ric Flair sitting right there and, like, smiling at us, uh, having, having to get asked uh, uh, Animal, if me and Otis didn't do a version of the Doomsday, if that's okay to do. You know, I got opportunities to be in the locker room with, and pick the minds of some of the greatest wrestlers that ever stepped in the ring. And that's something that is a blessing that NWA gives. Because I'm one of those people that sets goals and accomplishments for myself. Being part of NWA is historic. It's like Notre Dame in college football. Do you know what I mean? You have to respect where football came from to see where it is now. So if you respect where wrestling came from, and then you get to see how it evolved, through the years. So every company is different. Every company has a different thought process of what the best product is. There's no wrong way because is subjective. Like it's the fan, it's what you want. So NBA gives you that classic feel with an updated athlete if that makes sense. You know, we're it's no longer the old school athlete. We just know how to wrestle in that 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 the rule you know, wrestling has evolved where the rules have are very lenient in uh, other companies. We have to follow the rules, like tag ropes, how long we can be in the ring, which makes it much harder to, to work that way. Because now you, you have to, just like in football, they're going to throw a flag, and then there's a 10-yard penalty. Just like in wrestling, with NWA, we have to follow the tag rules. There is strict rules. We, we don't get to – so we have to – me and Otis have to change our style of wrestling, which is more of a Japanese style because we do a lot of All Japan, and we're used to that tag style. So we have to adapt ourselves to follow the rules. And I'm not going to lie, it's sometimes extremely difficult when you're used to a certain way, but that's just how good you can be. It tests your limit as an entertainer of can you still do what you need to do and we got some of the best minds in the business as agents. You know, and they're all different. It's not just the same kind of agent. We have like homicide's one of our agents. Homicide has a different perspective on anything more than say uh uh Devari or
2: or um a- anybody that I've ever worked with, like MVP or
4: or uh just so many people with different companies, you know, they all have different perspectives of what wrestling is. And you get to take from that and you get to learn and become a better wrestler. So that's the one era. I, the, the one thing I like about NWA the most is the freedom to be yourself, but testing what you're able to do as an athlete, because listen, there's former world champions on our roster that I wrestle daily. You know, I, the, you can't take that away from them. They were the top of a, I just, we just beat, we beat uh, Aaron and Aaron was a money in the bank winner. So, you know, that, 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 just, I, I don't know who, they don't just give those money in the banks out. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, some really important people have held that briefcase. So, yes. you, you know, we just didn't, we're not beating. We're not beating nobodies. We're 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 showing that we can compete with some of the best athletes in the world today. That it's like uh, I get to go against Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Like like no, yeah, cool. I'm younger. Yeah, I'm a younger wrestler, but these guys know the business through and through. Like they've been at the top of the mountain, and they're there still. So now it's now it's me showing that I can be at the top of the mountain. And Odinson.
0: And the end, uh, running rough shot through the NWA. You seem like you're a student of the game. You know your history. You mentioned St. Louis, the chase. How awesome is that ballroom to perform in? On TV, aesthetically, it's beautiful. It kind of – it's like uh, the past – is coming into the present now, uh, but they've been wrestling inside the chase ballroom for years. It's a beautiful visual. Uh, and then just to see you guys in there tearing it up. It's amazing. How does it feel to to get the opportunity to work in the chase?
4: So one of the things me and Odinson did when we got there was to go find the ballroom. <laughs> so we didn't even check. We didn't even go to our room. Like, we got our room key. Didn't even go to our room key. We went straight to the, the ballroom just to take it in. And the women were, uh, uh, setting up for in power, and I, it was just we sat down and just looked around and and took it in and been like, wow, some of the the single the, the people that shaped wrestling shaped wrestling. I I mean, there would have been no WWE, there would have been no WCW without those people that wrestled in that building. And just to see the letters NWA back up there and sitting there and watching Empower being put together with, and the producers and Mickey James, Gail Kim, uh, Medusa, uh, uh, like just so many people, just great women sitting there. And I'm just watching. I'll be like, wow, NWA does one thing. Oh, they're really good at knowing it, and that's history is and remaking history does does that make sense it's like a lot of people especially with other companies are they say it's history but it's not really history it's like we're telling you it's history but Empower was historic because nwa never had a woman's pay-per-view about women right you know showcasing women And, and and showcasing all of what women's wrestling is uh go uh go back and watch camille versus uh layer L- yeah. awesome um, amazing no, no. i i uh the uh i'm a huge fan of the hex like being noticed where were a side yelling and screaming if you go back and watch the tape like every time those those like w- women were killing each other we're out there just going out of- and i'm getting yelled at <laughs> Get back! <laughs> like I'm freaking out just as a fan because I, I, I didn't get in this business because I'm like, oh, I just want to be a wrestler. I'm a fan of this business. I'm a fan of all of it, just like anybody. So I like watching the product. I like sitting there and being realizing what everybody is around me is doing, uh, seeing their reaction. Are they feeling the same thing I'm feeling? I like being part of that. So you'll see me on shows and I'll be like just watching all the matches and they'll be like, Hey, Hey, you have to go get ready. And I'll be like, Oh, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Let me finish watching this match. Uh, you, you mentioned that the NWA lets yeah, you be and yourself. And,
2: uh, and it's oh, so sorry, funny. Bro. Cause
1: it's, it, it's uh, that's my fault. I got a little lag issue. I always seem to have at least one or two of those. And it's funny that you mentioned that you always like peek through the curtain because on independent happens all the time at independent shows. Like all the all the people like want to want to stick their head out and watch a match that might have some hype. But I want I want to get back to um, uh, your point about how other companies might manipulate history just to fit the narrative, and it might it might be history based on you know history air quotes, but it's not necessarily one hundred percent factual. Where I feel like Billy Corrigan has it in his head, and I don't know Billy at all. But in his head, it feels like it's a mission to keep this 100% authentic in terms of how we present NWA and its history. Have there ever been any moments where you saw that in Billy, uh, or anyone for that matter, for Mickey James, for for, for anyone that said, "All right, this is truly going to be authentic NWA lineage."
4: I. The one thing I like the most is the fact that I get to have an opinion and I don't get shut down. Like I'm a nobody. I could talk to the owner of my company. I don't have to go through 35 people to just talk to the owner about, because I'm going to say this there right now. We're at the token stage of gay in wrestling where we're just hiring the gay guy because we need a gay guy on our roster but you don't have gay writers and you're not asking the gay talent, how they should be perceived. We know how we should be perceived because we're actually gay or pan or bi or trans. Ask us. It's important because when you just, sorry for a second the, the light went off, but when you, when, when you start trying to book what you believe as a straight, straight provoker, it gets very lost in translation and it does more harm than good. So I yes, have I had arguments and and has Billy sat there and listened? Yes. That's how I know NWA is important. Because it's not just me that gets to do that. We all get to talk to Billy. It isn't like he's not there. Like this is this is something that's important to him. And I like that. You know, and I like that about MLW too, is I, I got to speak to court directly. You know, I, I like being able to have a say in how I'm perceived. Uh, because I know what I am. Exactly. I I am not the same gay as Effie. But we're both gay. Right. I am not the same gay as Sonny Kiss, but we're gay. Anthony Bowens. We're all different you have, but if you don't ask us you're going to try to put us all in the same category of what you believe gay is and NWA allows me the opportunity to be comfortable and, and uh feel welcomed does does that make sense so uh it's it, i feel like I'm a legitimate part of the company whereas yeah, and- i'm not just there because i'm gay or like, like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's important to me. You know, I work really hard at what I do. I train really hard staying up with all the young guys. And let me tell you, those young guys coming up are unbelievable with their athletic ability. You know, they've been training since for younger and they're good. It's just like any sport. You So you need more and more and more to keep going, you know?
0: No, absolutely. He, uh, it's funny because we're friend we're friends with with Bowens, and he came to the studio, and he looks like a f- goddamn Adonis, and he shows up with fucking Wendy's, and I'm like, how 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 I eat fucking Wendy's, and I look like ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag, and you look like you got you're chiseled out of stone, you young guys. But, it's but unbelievable.
4: That's, well, that's what i was saying, but it's also different too because we're totally different types of wrestlers. I'm 6'4", 300 pounds, a former offensive lineman. He's a former baseball player, and he we're, our size difference is different. So his speed and everything is totally different than me. So you can't book him as me and me as him. It's just not going to work. But right. some companies would try to do that and, you know, and be like, hey, I heard you're gay. This is what you're going to do. So right. I, I like the fact that we, we we at least with the two companies we're at we're getting the opportunity to be us.
0: Right, you were hired because of your work rate, not because you had to fill a gay quota.
4: Yeah, uh, and and that's that's what I like, you know. Like Jamie was on the and you know, and uh, Polo was uh, her manager. Like, it, it, you know, Billy. Billy does understand that we, even though we're historic, we still need to move forward, and I like that about him. You know, I don't know if that's the roster quality or where he needs to know that we we need to be progressive while still respecting history. Like he knows that it's a modern time.
0: Yeah. So uh, we have we have people out there listening. Ryan Sullivan wants to know. Has anyone ever tried to book you into what he'd consider an offensive gay role?
4: Oh yeah. All the time. <laughs> it's the number one thing that happens to us.
2: That's uh, I'll crazy. get,
4: I'll get, uh, I'll get, uh, Hey, um, well, how do people know you're gay? What do you do? That's gay. I go, well, I beat people up. It's pretty gay. How's that gay? I'm gay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going So I made that gay, but a lot of times promoters will pitch, uh, me having a crush on Odinson, or I should come out. I, I got pitched come out with a little dog once. I don't know what that has to do with being gay. I do. Uh, I, uh, uh, they. Uh, I was told. Uh, I told a lot that gay is sympathetic, so I need to be more sympathetic. So I need to get beat up and like I once again. I'm six four, three hundred pounds. You ain't beat me up. I go. My parents didn't feel bad for me. Like, <laughs> no, no, I—that's you're you're talking to the wrong person. So a lot of time, ninety percent of the time, I do get uh, pitched ideas, and a lot of the times they aren't doing it to be cruel or mean. It's what they understand of, of a stereotype, and I'm here to stop stereotyping. So after you explain it to them, sometimes like they, you know, get a little flustered because people love their idea that they they're genius until you explain why it's not genius. So like, do uh, you going to say
1: something? Oh no, no. I was going to ask, I was going to, that was my way of telling Matt that I was going to ask a follow-up question. <laughs> so it just went like, uh, oh, okay. go ahead.
4: Well, uh, but the reason we do uh gay brunch and I did fear the gay agenda, which was an all death match LGBTQ show was to show people that not only are we different characters and tell different stories, is that we can do everything. We're not just here to be ha-ha-hee-hee. And, uh, like, I'm very proud of Fear the Gay Agenda and doing the Effie's Big Gay Brunches. I think those shows break. The more we can normalize terminology, the more it's going to be okay in wrestling, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah and and that, that kind of leads me to to my next question where in terms of you openly spoke about this on NWA like you said it like you said this is who I am but is there ever a point where you feel like it would be okay to maybe be an openly gay wrestler but just is there any possibility that bringing that to the TV might hurt a character or not or not make it uh not make it who you are or do you feel like every single part of a character or any single time you could mention it is just doing something more positive. That question was well, very clunky, uh, so I'm uh, sorry.
4: But uh, I, I, I let me see if I can break it down. I always say this: if you're an athlete and you're not in the game, you're doing nothing to help the team win. Um, right now, we are we are not on television, and when we are on television, we lose. So, right now, that's the disservice we are doing, not as, as gay athletes, but products, the product right. itself. Because I'm the athlete I needed to see when I was young. the athlete, he needed to see when he was young. Sonny, Anthony, all of us are the athlete we needed to see. And here, there needs to be all of us. And then when they say LGBTQ storylines won't work, well, they will work, but you have to have more than one LGBTQ person yeah. on your yeah. roster, and it, uh, you can't book us all the same. And when we lose all the time, why are people going to get behind us? You know, I, I so. Sunny Kiss is a million dollars. A million dollars. just sitting on the bench, basically. You know I, I I'm sorry but I will say that like I such a talent yeah. such a talent that people react to and where they get it they, it just fumbles the ball you know and a lot of wrestling is is just like a, a sport you can have all the talent in the world but if they're not put in the right positions to win you're in a disservice to everyone. You're a Jets fan. You should know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, y- y- yesterday, not
1: withsta- y- yesterday notwithstanding, I've known for a very long time.
4: <laughs> but 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 you had some of the best players in the world that go, go on to other teams and kill it. Yeah. It's because that's why a coach or a, a promoter is so important. Their job is to put their athlete in the right position to succeed as a wrestler. You know, I get at the end of the day, it's a business and there is politics. But we also have to realize we're in a new generation of, of fans. Gen Z isn't the same kids as the Attitude Era. Things do offend them. And we have to understand that they like certain things. They grow up knowing their friend is gay or they're gay or they're pan. And then they look at TV and you've got the same old cowboy character. And you're like, oh, OK, cool. Um, yeah. I don't know any cowboys, but <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure like I'm, I'm sure they're around. Like, but you know, we just start evolving our characters at, at, all around the board, not just one company. The whole thing, and that's why independent wrestling is so important because you get a lot of the kids doing new things, like uh, Everett Connors. <laughs> you know, what I mean, he's basically a TikToker. You know, what I mean, that and kids get it. They get what he is, you know, and and now, and that's one of the disservices major promotions have because they have older people in charge dictating what they think is relevant because we, 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 we have this philosophy in all of wrestling that older is better. That's not exactly the case. Because if you look at the NFL per se, if if you're old, you're one of like two people, like 25 is like, you're out. Like, and talk, that's why everybody's like talk about Tom Brady being so old and be like, how? Because everybody else doesn't make it to that standard. Most of the people, if you make it past 25, you get a pension. Like, yeah. so wrestling is one of those things that you have to be careful and not get stale, you know? and And, and some of the products I see out there, they're bordering. They're bordering, you know? I will put impact has no gay athletes None on the roster. It's 2021. Uh, I, I I don't, I don't, I don't understand why with all the talent out there, they're the rosters aren't full. Like, and I'm just, and now of course I'm gay, so I will talk about it, but you know, there's so many other things. And why is wrestling the only ones like behind the times? Like, We should be the forefront because wrestling has always been the people that promote social change. But in the past 10 years, we haven't been doing that in a major level. We've only been doing it on the independents. But the top company in the world wasn't doing that, you know, until they were pushed to it. You know, it's social change. Wrestling has always done a great job with social change. But yet now it's like they don't want to do it. Because they're afraid they're afraid of cancel culture because they don't understand what it is. Because they're like, I can say whatever I want. You can, just don't be a dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you can say whatever you want. Nobody's canceling MJS because he's not being he, he's just doing MJS. And kids understand that. But is it like I don't like trans athletes, you know? And <laughs> be like, Oh, that's some great heat. And and it gives you I don't get that. Like, what, what
0: are you doing? I think think it goes back to your point. It's, it's older people who are in charge that don't, they see it one way. It's tradition just because something's tradition doesn't mean it's good. It's just old. It's been around forever. And people just think they have to do it that way. And that's not, it's not the way it has to be. You can change, you can change things and you can push the, you know, you could bring these situations to the forefront in a positive light. Everything doesn't have to be this weird... You don't have to get mega heat by saying you don't like a trans athlete or something dumb like that. You can base a storyline around an LGBTQ character and not even bring up the fact
4: that they are part of the... the, Well, the reason it's not why you can't do those sort of things is because you never took time to build the story. So... Because we, we're, we're right now, a lot of companies are in match based booking. Like example, AEW is a rock show. They're not a storylined show. They they are a live rock show. Every week they're going to give you some of the greatest hits of wrestling on top of here's some new tracks we're about to drop. Like that's like that's AEW. WWE is a weekly episodic TV show. They don't really care. Because they know what they have planned 10 months from now. So they're going to give you like a regular TV show, like you would watch uh, Chicago PD. You know, Chicago PD ain't going to, they already wrote the show. The show is already written. They know where they're going 10 months from now. They know who's what's going to happen because that's how they've always been. And honestly, they don't have to change because they are Disney. You'd always walk up to Disney and be like, you guys are doing it wrong when they make trillions of dollars. You know, at the end of the day, he made $7 billion. You know, AEW is still a baby, right? They're still a child when it comes to the wrestling world. NWA and Impact are, and GCW are that level of what helps these guys grow. And, Right now, it's like, you know, what can the, – the, the NWAs, the Impacts, the GCWs are so important to wrestling right now that people should understand that. The less places to work will send us back from when I first started wrestling. When I first started wrestling, there was only, like, two companies you could work for. You couldn't get an ROH. They were all friends. You were not getting booked. Like they, they had that locked down. If you weren't one of their friends, you weren't going to ROH in 2009. Like they, like that, that was one of the only top independents. But you weren't getting in. They weren't bringing you in if you didn't know somebody. And then you had TNA, but that was basically, you know, I was lucky because I was trained by Bubba and Devon, so I got to do a lot of extra work and. Be part of that and learn so much, but that was also hard to get into. And then there was WWE, who at the time saying we're not going to take if you're over 22. They do that every like 10 years. They love saying that. They're like if you're old, we're not taking you, which is total bullshit because it's a company. And if you can make them money, they'd be like we want you. That, that'd be like saying oh Captain America's making money. Disney's like but Captain America's old. He was from 1942. You know like no. <laughs> so, if you' are a billionaire company isn't going to be like, "If you can make us money, we're not going to not hire you so i I always try to give people perspective. what they're saying though is they're not going to invest time if you've invested time in your 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 yourself like they're not going to take the time anymore If you didn't put make make your brand, they don't have time to make your brand for you anymore. they'd rather get an athlete and do that with that. So, yes, I understand what they're saying. You just have to look through the the what, what
2: they're saying. Uh,
0: we're talking with Paro, at Paro underscore on Twitter, Paro49 on Instagram. Uh, if you want to grab a Paro t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Paro. He's half of the end with Odinson. Uh, every Tuesday night, you can watch, uh, well, you can watch the NWA Tuesday nights, and uh, if they keep not putting him on, he's going to keep coming out and, scaring the shit out of everybody uh like he did last week uh but he does they do have a, a tag match coming up with hawks aries at some point um and you know I, I think they're gonna see la rebellion at uh at the pay-per-view in december but that's just me that's my guess if i had to be uh, if i had to
4: gamble well, one way or another one way or another they're gonna see us out <laughs> of boy now I have to ask because you've been. The well, last time they were in the ring with us, they ran away. I don't know. <laughs> last time they were in the ring, they ran away. We had to chase them out the building. I can't. Uh, I don't I can't. know. I, I'm just saying. They they ran away. I, I can't
0: I can't blame them. You guys are pretty imposing uh, individuals. I would also
4: run away. Well, do they have scary face paint? They are Like like I thought their whole thing is like uh, they're the best. They, they tell everybody they're the best. I'm
0: like, we were there. They ran away. I mean, Otis has got some pretty intimidating uh, facial hair there. So uh, he's 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 pretty scary fellow. I ask everyone that's ever worked in Japan. You did All Japan. You guys were in uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling, the Real World Tag League in 2018, 2019. I always ask uh, anyone that's ever been to Japan, have you ever eaten the raw horse meat? Yes. All right. The Lance Archer says the same thing. He turned us on to this, and now I ask. I I, go out to I go out to
4: eat with Lance. So yes, Lance is one of my uh, our our buddies over there. Like I I love. We we hang out with Lance. So yes, we eat the same food.
0: Okay. So uh, for those who haven't listened to our Lance Archer interview, because I don't think anyone since we spoke to Lance like a year and a half ago that's been to Japan has eaten raw horse. uh, How would you describe it?
4: It tastes like steak. (laughs) Like, that's what like. You dip it in raw egg, and the little sauce they have, and then you eat it. I love it. I didn't know it was horse when I first ate it, but it's actually really good. Funny thing, we had this conversation with my husband, and he was heartbroken. Uh, He's like, I can't believe. I'm like, like, it's delicious. (laughs) Uh, But Lance, Lance has this weird thing where he puts peanut butter on, you know, so like I just canceled him for that. Like he just—he's uh, a weird guy. Like uh, who puts peanut butter on tuna? Like I mm, no. Like cool. I, I draw the line at peanut butter and tuna. Loves it. Yeah. It's so weird. He's a weird, weird, weird person. Yeah,
0: I look. I love peanut butter. I'm not putting it on everything.
4: You're not putting it on tuna? No, no <laughs> absolutely not. I'd give it a shot. Yeah, you know what? You know, more power to you. Like I, 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 I do enjoy Japanese food. It's so funny because when we're over there, because we've done a couple tours besides the Tag League, and unfortunately, we, we uh, it, it's hard to get us over right now. We're in negotiations of going back. You know, we have a very good uh, rapport with all Japan, and um, it's our company over there. That's we, we, that's our you know that we wanted to be part of because that's to us that's history. And if you notice, I have a theme <laughs> like NWA, All Japan. And I I do this the tough guy kind of promotions. Like you're, the promotions I do, you're gonna get your ass beat. Like that, that's it's it's some hard hitting action. I I don't back down. I'm I'm not. I I've been in some straight fights in Japan. You know, and, and some great battles. You know, uh, Suama and Suji are our rival over there. And uh, they are giant Japanese wrestlers. Uh, Suamo is former three-time, four-time grand champion, also tag ch- current tag champion. Um, you know, their young roster, uh, you know, uh, my personal fuse is with Nento. He was also a world champion. You know, Otis is the Zeus. Uh, so... We we have, uh, and Tajiri. Tajiri is our father slash, uh, villain. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, Tajiri throws those kicks. That off really cool when you were a kid watching it. Terrible when you get kicked in the face. Terrible. <laughs>
2: I believe,
0: I would believe that a hundred percent. When it came down to all Japan and new Japan, was it even a thought for you guys or were you just all Japan all the way?
4: Well all Japan is the first people we we went with um, and then we've had you no know, talks like anybody else uh, but we, we built the thing with uh Japanese wrestling is respect and honor um, we, we, we that's our company uh we've worked our way up through there we, we th- that in all Japan you have to earn your moves your move set. It isn't like where you could just, oh, I do this, this, this. You don't get to do that. You have to earn everything. And you have to show them that you're, you, everything's about, you know, the, the, the King's Road style. And, you know, it's it's a unique style that is all Japan's baby. that the, the, That is the style. Have you ever talked to Kingston? It's the only place he wants to go. The only place. And, any- and that's... And that's, he's a, that's a great. So jealous that we're there. on that.
1: <laughs> that that's a great endorsement from Kingston. So, oh, sorry. Go
4: ahead. Yeah, yeah. If you ever talk to him, he'll tell you. Uh, he'll tell. I'm sure he tweets. tweets about it once a week and he wants to go to all Japan. Like uh, he's uh, always wanted to fight Akiyama. Now Akiyama's over at BDB, Uh but uh, you know uh, we've got so many cool stories from Japan. You know, uh, getting to. Um, uh do all the the stuff that everybody gets to do, and then ha- ha- having uh uh just Japanese legends kind of like 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 oh you're, that was awesome and they' are like well oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like surreal of like thinking, especially since like we earned our way over there it wasn't like we at the time you know we were uh doing a and we had to earn it from there and then uh dice K saw us at evolve and saw what we were doing and uh he was connected with them at the time and helped us get an opportunity and you know we had to earn it you know nothing you can't take anything for granted over there because everything you do is like a test if you're worthy to be there you know it's very hard for gaijin over there it, it, any company new japan and all japan and ddt That's why a lot of gaijin don't go. So that's why it's very special to be there. If you're brought in by one of those three companies, it's a big deal. That's why when Jericho said, you know, you're not, he said, it was like you're not like really a wrestler if you haven't headlined Corrigan. And we've headlined it three times. So (laughs) I was like, all right, I'll take, I'll take that endorsement.
1: so with Jericho and uh Kingston endorsements aside for people in the United States at least in my my perception is it's like New Japan and All Japan isn't quite where it was when I was growing up in like the night like the early 90s and stuff like that what would you say to people in like, as adult wrestling fans to to go out of the way and watch f- for All Japan pro wrestling and not not individual well, matches but like just like like why like why should people well, Really get invested in all Japan.
4: Well, they should get invested in all Japan because it has some of the best up and coming athletes in the world. You know, they still if you if you're into Japanese wrestling, they're pure Japanese wrestling. New Japan isn't exactly pure Japanese wrestling; it's an American mix uh, of of style. All Japan is still all Japan. It's it's Japanese wrestling through and through. Whereas a New Japan is more of a mixture of it's uh it's like an Asian fusion restaurant, you know, where you got American and, and Japanese wrestling, whereas, whereas it it, all Japan is strictly traditional where the rules are still exact. The belts are exactly the same. You know, uh, I would like to see a little all Japan come a little into the future, which they are, you know, but everything's a little bit slower over there of what it comes out of like their traditions, because it's, everything's so every company's so rooted in tradition that, you know, it's not like America where things change really quickly. Japan wrestling takes time and they go ebbs, ebbs and flows, you know, whereas remember wh- when I was coming up in 2009, Noah was going to take over the world, you know, like, like Bobby Finn and them were just murdering Noah. Like, like, like Noah was where you wanted to be. Uh, and then, then all of a sudden, New Japan, was uh, the past couple years, have been like the greatest company in the world. Everybody wanted to be there. And now everybody wants AEW. Wrestling flows, it, you know, it, it was with every company. In, in 10 years from now, there's going to be another company. Impact could see a, a resurgence of greatness. That's what happens in wrestling because it's just like any sport. Not every team's a dynasty forever. But they're still a good team. You know, it just takes time for them to rebuild that dynasty. The you know, it's not going away. It's exactly. But they're not they're not a bad football team. Are they? Exactly.
1: No, no, that's what I meant. They're they're not a dynasty. They might not be a dynasty <laughs> yeah. anymore, but they're still good. They're still a decent team.
4: Yeah, and, and, and it takes a little bit to find the players that you need to build your foundation and your core around. You know, an example, like what well, we'll talk about a little bit of GCW is GCW four or year, five years ago, nobody knew what it was. You know, Joey Janela's spring break at evolved at midnight. <laughs> and now, now they're legitimately the number three company in the world. Talked about. You know, they, they are. They're the number three independent company in the world. Like, I would put them higher than impact. And, and like, they, they just are relevant. But, you know, that's because they put a really good core together. And once you find that core, you can build around your core. And that's what these young companies are doing. Once you figure out your core, you're golden. It's But you have to find that core. And it takes a little bit to find the core. Because i not everybody's that core roster guy, and sometimes you have guys that carry you through that that transition time. You know, and some, uh, like I'm hoping ROH comes back. I, I truly am. I, I think I personally, even though I've never been part of ROH, I personally believe wrestling is not at a better place, but it gone. You know, I, I, I left places for such young talent, Such talented young talent to work is doing a disservice to all of wrestling. You know, I, 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 we're in an era where this isn't where people watch TV all the time. This is the the streaming service era where you watch these matches on your phone. I know, I, I'm guilty of it. I'll go through and just watch a match that I heard was awesome and not watch the whole show. Like, I, 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 I'm guilty, and that's the era where we're at. And and, you know. I suggest if you're a fan of wrestling, go watch All Japan to see the difference. Because you're gonna see certain things that you think are maybe original here that you're like, oh wow, that's I, that so and so does that, and you're like, it, that's where they got it from. That's the style. You know, it, 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 I I believe All Japan changed my career personally. It, it helped me become a be- it helped me and Odinson become better tag wrestlers. I now know what he's thinking and he knows what I'm thinking, especially since we don't speak Japanese.
3: You haven't picked
2: anything
4: we up? To- oh no, I do now. But when I first went there, some of my best matches I've ever had are in, in all Japan. And it's, and it's just because you organically learn to, to be better. Like, Especially, like to non non-ver- to non-verbally communicate what uh, what you're gonna what what a match is, what how to work the crowd when you don't speak Japanese. You know what I mean? Try cutting a promo <laughs> in English <laughs> in front of a crowd, <laughs> like. So that's why you see some of the times like they like I, I love New Japan posts because they say the most ridiculous stuff because sometimes they know those reporters have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> uh, Saber, Saber is uh, Zach Saber's notorious <laughs> for it. Uh, he his, Zach is kind of like over there. He's kind of we're we're kind of his young boys. Zach looks out after us and like because of our time at Evolve together and he always looks he lives over there so he takes care of us and like. I I will uh, I will say this, the new Japan roster, one of the nicest go- group of guys. You know, when we came over there they accepted us, they they didn't trust us, we were terrible. And then because the all you have to remember on the All Japan, we're the only Americans. <laughs> like really. <laughs> like, uh, when we first got there, you know. We had Joe Doring and that. but you have to remember at the time Joe Doring's a top guy. Right. You know, know, I mean, we're not top guys uh, when we first get there. So it's like, and Joe doesn't really know us when we would have been here in America where a lot of people know who I am. But in Japan, nobody knew who we were until we got there. So, and now they do, and and, and I'm grateful for that. But, you know, it was was difficult when we first got over there, and, and if we didn't have the help of some of the Americans that we know over here, it would have been difficult, you know. I got great I got great advice from uh, Saber and Beller when I for my first trip, and they said, "Do not try to be Japanese." They're like, they're, "He," they said, "You're there because you're you're good at what you do. Be you." Right. Because a lot of people make the mistake of trying to wrestle as a Japanese wrestler. And that's not why you're there. You're you're there because you're good at you. It's like changing your whole. It's like once again being any kind of athlete and then changing your whole game to fit another another team. Yeah. You're not going to do that.
1: They they brought you here for this purpose. Like they brought you here for what you provided exactly. in that other place. So we we didn't ask you here to come and completely you know play wide receiver when you were you know a pass rusher. Like they didn't do that.
4: <laughs> yeah. Exactly and. and, and. It's funny because you 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 want to go into any job you want to um, impress. So you're like what's going to impress them? You know, oh that I I know how to do their style or why I am why I'm there. And it it, it 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 was it was a bit of a culture shock at first but that's what Akiyama wanted. And it it was it, it worked. Akiyama wanted that um, us to shake it up a little bit. And Show why we are who we are, and 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 it, and it toughened us up. We got our ass beat a couple times. I'm not gonna lie, we got it brought to us. But you know, we also beat we also beat people up as well. So you know, it, you have to remember, it's the land of Stan Hansen and Bruiser Brody, you know Terry Funk, and it's the land. All Japan is the land of badass. And if you make it there, you're a badass, in, in my opinion. You know, like
0: you bring the badass back to the states we'd be silly not to mention no peace underground uh you're the champion there you're beating tony deppens the brandon kirks the the one called manders uh it seems like that might be like your home base now uh, outside of the nwa in the united states uh talk to us a little bit about no peace
4: underground so uh last uh, i've been undefeated in deathmatch wrestling uh, i've had over 30 deathmatch wrestlers this year and i'm undefeated uh God um, bless you. And yeah, so it actually started off with I was trying to challenge myself. Um, I like to learn every aspect of the game. Plus, not going to lie, I'm a huge deathmatch kind of like just intrigued. Like, I love McFoley And I love, and being over in Japan, I got to see Japanese deathmatches. So you kind of start to fall in love with the artist. Like, you realize this is art. And you need to respect it for what it is. But it's also a challenge for myself. Can I do this art? Especially without a wrestling ring. And and this is what I said to myself. A wrestling ring is just a prop to start with. You don't need a a wrestling ring. The Attitude Era never wrestled in a ring ever. So, like, (laughs) broil room brawls and backstage and Cena's in the middle of cars. Like, (laughs) like, so... You don't need a wrestling ring to have a wrestling match, first and foremost. And it challenges you as a performer. I say to people, I'm not a deathmatch wrestler. I'm a, res- I'm a pro wrestler that does death. You know, I will not take that away from what these guys do. Because these guys go day in, day out. That's their craft. They are deathmatch through and through. Like, uh, like a Drew Parker over in Japan. They're doing that six days a week. Like, it's it. Trust me, I know it's difficult. Uh, after I wrestled Effie, which was one of the most brutal death matches I've ever wrestled ever, but that's because me and Effie were just going to beat the shit out of each other anyways, uh, and we had something to prove. But me and Effie had something to prove, and uh, I, I'm I'm very proud of that no Peace show one it's diversity. Two, it trended worldwide. We beat AEW, WWE, and the NBA Finals or playoffs for three days, trending worldwide. You know, a gay show about death. You know, like, so <laughs> And it, it, go back and watch it. It is probably one of the most brutal shows. And, and, and I like what – there's other deathmatch companies out there, but I like what No Peace, No Peace Brings to the Table – Because No Peace brings diversity, and that's important to me. And a lot of the deathmatch companies are the same 10 deathmatch guys. And and they're all wearing the same clothes, too, which is really weird. They love that black-on-black, like, black ironic rock shirt or die, 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 and, and like, shorts. But No piece is wrestlers mixed with deathmatch. So there's deathmatch wrestlers and actual wrestlers in that setting. So it's a unique thing. Can you hang with these guys, and can you beat them? You know, it's like, a, I look at it as like a cool little video game. So it's like, do I win? And, I, like, to me, it's a test of my art. And, and I I like it. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, it's something I'm good at. Uh, you know, uh, it took a while to get into it, but I'm proud of what No Peace does as a deathmatch company, because we're, they're not so much a deathmatch company as they're a company of violence, and wrestling needs that. Wrestling, re, there's wrestling fans for everything, and we have to remember that at the end of the day.
0: Has there been any talk or any thoughts from you to wrestle uh, the king of the deathmatches, Matt Cardona?
2: I would kill him. Yes! Yes! Whoa, 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 whoa,
4: whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, I'm, I'm not Effie. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, him and Effie are perfect for one another, but I would kill Matt.
1: Matt Cardona uh, is the death match king, my friend.
4: No, he's definitely not All right? right? It, it could be king only once. It could be king only wants. but I still got to kill him. <laughs> like, why do you got to kill him? Uh, why, why do you got to kill him? Can't you it's just rub him up a little bit? <laughs> I personally love. I, I personally love that. I think what he did for independent wrestling, uh, outside outside the character and story, Matt did something special that I think every guy that comes out of WWE should take a chance of doing, and that is helping the independents grow. I respect him for that. That is that is something that a lot of guys don't look at it because at the end of the day, Matt loves wrestling. And that's important. You know what I mean? And you could tell he loves wrestling. And weird toys. I don't know. That toy thing is really good, but, <laughs> like <laughs> and, uh, but, but apparently there's tons of money in toys. Who knew? Like, I'm the, the wrong with it's, no, so spent oh
1: For a guy who literally spent, like, no time on the Indies before he got signed, he spent his entire adult life, like, in WWE to come back and now, like, really try to he wants, trust me, he wants to help, like, not that GCW might not necessarily need it, but for him to be there and embrace it's just, it.
4: It's not just GCW. It's what he goes out and does. It, yeah. He's having he's having fun again. Yeah. And when a wrestler's having fun, they're the best at their craft. There you go. It. It, you know I mean? And, and right now, this is the best version of him you're going to get. Because this is a special moment, and I respect that. I'd still kill him in a death match, but <laughs> I I I know he ain't gonna challenge me to that match. I'm not Effie. Like mm-hmm. like yeah, uh, I I would be Effie. I always be Effie. It's what I do. Um, I gotta see. But, I gotta see if I, I gotta it, see
1: if I can make this happen.
4: <laughs> but he. Uh, uh, I'm a, I am a huge, you know, I've done the, uh, he was on, uh, free, the narrative with me. Yep. Uh, and, uh, I, I always enjoy his work. Uh, and I, EC3, I enjoy his work, you know? Um, uh, and I like that. So these guys and, and free, the narrative is free now on YouTube, so you can go check it out, both versions of it. And I i like what they're doing for wrestling and allowing themselves to be creative you know taking chances in wrestling is what independent wrestling is all about and if you're not doing that and you're always worried about oh if i do this am i not going to get hired it's not a way to go about being a wrestler because re- wrestling's about being an entertainer and not entertaining if you're just so worried that oh if i say this wwe isn't going to call me well Guess what? I said I'm gay. They're probably not gonna call me. I'm okay with it. I'm like, I, I, I've come to that conclusion. I'm all right. I'm like, I'm gonna be the best wrestler I can be, and maybe one day they'll call. But I, I can't sit here and be like, oh no, the, I, I can't do this because they're not gonna. If I do this, they're not gonna call me. I'm gonna do wrestling how I believe I can do wrestling. The error of these false rules were to control the Indies. Unfortunately, that killed the Indies. And now you're seeing a lot of guys take chances. And like Matt, it's special. His feud with Effie is amazing. I'm going to put it out there. It's one of my favorite things to watch. You know, And, and but at the end of the day, yes, I would love to wrestle him. I mean, just wrestle him in general. Like I, I love wrestling, so you put anybody in front of me, I do believe I can beat that.
2: Uh, if you get yeah. if you kill him, he's so bad either.
4: And the look his toys go up in value if I kill him. <laughs> <laughs> <Dun, dun, dun. laughs> I, say
0: that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Paro, it's been an absolute pleasure. At Paro underscore on Twitter, Paro forty nine on Instagram, prowrestlingtees dot com backslash Paro. One half of the end with Odinson. He's doing no peace underground. He's on the NWA. He's working GCW. Uh, follow him on social media. See where he's going to be next. It's been an absolute pleasure tonight, sir. So is there anything you want to leave uh, our listeners with before we let you go?
4: I always say this one: I on leave. The- I see a lot of fans always say about they want change in WWE or they want change in AEW. Change doesn't start there. Change starts by supporting independent wrestling. So if you really want to, if you really want change in wrestling and you want to see new storylines and new characters, support the guys and girl the the men and women that are out there doing what they do best. I'm gonna tell you if you go to an independent show, there's nothing like it. It's 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 intense. It's close to the action. You get to meet the wrestlers. It it is something that is uniquely organically awesome to be part of. I I always say this, and I always relate things to sports as I do, but it's the difference between NFL and college football. College football is one of the most fun experiences you'll ever go. The plays, the play, the teams might not be as great as they are in the NFL, but the energy, the atmosphere, you will never come close to that in the NFL. Oh. The NFL, you're going to see amazing, fluid plays. But the energy is not always there. <laughs> and when you support the people in college, you get to see them in the NFL. So th- this is what I say. is like I, 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 I say that independent wrestling is probably the most important thing. Companies like NWA, and supporting companies like Impact, and, and, and your GCWs, and every little independent company in your town, especially when they come through, will help change the business. And who knows? You get an autograph there, you get, you get a picture. A year from now, they could be world champion of WWE, or uh, you know. So support young talent. You'll 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 be better for it.
0: And Matt says he agrees a thousand percent. Independent wrestling rules.
4: Oh, go 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 to a no piece show. It's a it is the those things. Like I sometimes think they're going to hit me with glass. I'm like, oh, calm it down, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. back to back Cardona, Look at the look at how cool that reaction was of him walking through that crowd the first time versus Nick gauge You're That's not going to get that. In the, you're not going to get that. I think that reaction was better than Cena's in ECW. I, that, that I, was I, because it was orga- organic. Nobody, yeah. nobody told them to do anything. Plus GCW doesn't have seats or guardrails. So it's <laughs> like, yeah. it's basically like a mini riot. Like, I, I've, made, me,
1: I've made that comparison. <laughs> I've made that comparison since the moment it happened. Since the moment it happened, I've made that exact same comparison. That's so awesome, man.
4: And, and That's what I'm saying. Go to these shows and you'll realize, if you've lost your love for wrestling, don't, don't think it's gone. Try going to an independent show. You might find your love back. You know, this, this business is only as good as the fans that support us. And honestly, I, I'm a fan myself. So, you know, I, I would tell you, I wouldn't lie to you I, just because I'm an independent wrestler. Just go out there, try it, have fun, bring your friends, drink some beers. It's a two-hour show. I'm going to tell you, you're going to love it.
0: Para, we loved our time with you tonight. We'd love to have you back anytime you want to shoot the shit. Uh, maybe next time you'll be draped in gold, NWA Tag Team Champions. Just going to be the first openly
4: League A champion.
0: I love so. it. Love it. We'd love we'd love support. I love it. Let's do it. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you again for your time. We'll talk soon.
4: Thank you, gentlemen.
0: All right. All right. Mr. Paro at Paro uh, underscore on Twitter at Paro 49 on the Instagram. And we're going to go right into what Paro was talking about supporting independent wrestling. Uh, the Liverpool lip, Mr. Earl Joseph from New Wave Pro out there in Indiana. Earl, thank you for uh, joining us tonight. How are you?
5: I'm good. Thank you for uh, having me on Shine and Wizard podcast. It's uh, it's good to be part of such a popular and esteemed show. So uh, so thank you for hosting me.
0: Well, we appreciate you reaching out to us. Now, Kevin and myself, uh, major wrestling figure collectors here, and I, I can't not mention. I see it right behind you. What do you have on the wall there?
5: Uh, I have a burgeoning collection. Um, I used to have a ton of figures when I was uh, when I was much younger. Um, I used to have some classics like the old WCW line, like including um, Sting that was like that. You know the one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Zenk, Ric Flair, uh, Lex Luger. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. Except all the paint was rubbed off the line because I played with them so what? much. Is that a visceral
1: behind you
2: too?
5: Yeah, with the hardcore title. Yeah, that's the one.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh,
5: I have a, a elite uh Bray Wyatt from the Firefly Funhouse because I figured they're not going to make any more of those and I got the last one in Walmart nice uh Braun Strowman I got for the same reason because they're not going to make any more of those anytime soon oh I know that's a great point um well there's I just um I think they're just doing stock clearance because they have a ton of Braun Strowman Bray Wyatt and Jake Atlas and I was like I should pick these guys up because it's going to be the last the last run surely
1: yeah, and I never thought about it like that because I only collect current figures of people that have been on our show. So, like if they've been on our show before, they made it to the big time and get a figure, I get it. But now that you mentioned it, the Bray Wyatt, I should—I've pro- seen a bunch of them. I should probably grab one. Yeah, well, they
5: do—they do the 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 host guy, the the Funhouse version, and yeah, then they do yeah. the actual fiend with the with the full getup. Uh, I've got an AJ Styles one, and I've got Rey Mysterio with the Masters of the Universe crossover line they did. Ah, that's right. Um, which I think was pretty nifty. Um, and I've got some other things just around. This is my little office. I've got my X-Files poster, um, and I have a, a ton of... Uh, I don't know, I'll just... Look at that. Look. We're getting
0: a tour, Matt. I like it. I'll take a tour. Hopefully hopefully we don't lose oh, them. We lost them. It's, good.
5: it's done. A uh, United States Championship, because I guess I'm the US champion now. I don't know. Mm. Good for you.
0: <laughs> well, all right. Um, own- For those not familiar with you, you're the creative director of New Wave Pro. You're the ring announcer, commentator. You do a ton of stuff. How would you get into independent wrestling,
5: specifically New Wave Pro? Uh, New Wave Pro, um, well, my journey sort of began in March 2019. Um, I'd only moved to the United States in November 2018. I'm from Liverpool, England, originally. Um, And I just happened to fall into that crowd and began doing ring announcing, obviously, this. This voice makes me stand out in uh, in central Indiana as you can probably guess um, and I began my my journey with new wave um, in january 2020 and we did a uh, we did a few shows together three specifically until um, we were forced to stop for the obvious reason in march um, and it was just a combination of circumstances i I had a concept for um an episodic wrestling show called Higher Ground, um, and it was called Higher Ground specifically because Terra Haute, which is where New Wave Pro is based, that's French for higher ground. So it kind of made sense. Um, and I am a huge fan of, you know, I, I grew up watching um, things like Saturday Night, WCW Saturday Night, and Superstars, and I I love episodic, story based wrestling with with larger than life characters. Um, and it's what I've wanted to present during my whole time in wrestling, and I was lucky enough to have the platform to do so at New Wave. Uh, In July, we debuted Higher Ground, July 26th of last year, Um, and since then, honestly, it's gone from strength to strength. I'd say we were kind of a cult hit on IWTV. We were certainly, at one point, one of the only promotions in the United States running, certainly in that uh, July-August period, because everybody else was struggling, and that's Obviously, you know, we were just fortunate enough to have a, a home base with a permanent ring set up that we could welcome fans to under, um, uh, you know, the conditions they had in place for large gatherings and stuff. And it's gone from strength to strength. November 12th, we have our 11th episode of Higher Ground coming up. And um if you are if you have been following or you want to follow Higher Ground since episode one and through our um, bigger pay-per-view shows that we do um, every month or two months, um there is a, a very clear line of, of continuity and story involving a lot of regular wrestlers and um, that's what we work really hard to present and we think that we stand out as a result.
0: Uh and you mentioned uh new wave pro wrestling higher ground two point November twelfth uh fourteen thirty nine ash street and how do you say Terra Terra Hout?
5: Terra Hout. Terra Hout. Hout, the, yeah Hout? like uh
0: how how do you go from from England to Indiana, man? That seems like a weird one.
5: Um, story in my life, I uh chasing a woman.
2: That's
5: ah. <laughs> no, I um I met I met a a woman uh from Indiana um and we went back and forth a lot um and we I finally decided to take the plunge. We decided to get married, and I applied for a uh, marriage visa in order to move here.
3: Well,
0: I get it's working out. You still got the ring on, so that's good. <laughs> it
5: just won't come off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds that like pa- that. That popped me. I don't know. That, that was <laughs> if, you, if
5: you've got any tips, uh, I've, I've, any washing up liquid or special soap, then I'd love to know, honestly.
0: I mean, if we could get Rob Black on the phone, he might cut it off for you. <laughs> well,
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, uh, I think, yeah, I think I'll stay married actually based based on that. Yeah.
0: All right, good. Stay married. Happy wife, happy life. You look like you're very happy, so this is working out for you, and you're doing – I don't want to overspeak. It seems like you're doing your dream job. You're involved in professional wrestling. For those not familiar with New Wave Pro Wrestling, uh, I looked down the list. We got Mad Dog Conley. He's the higher ground champion. He's taking Mm -hmm. on Eric Eric Dillinger on uh, Higher Ground 2.0. We have the Ultra Rapid Championship. Jay Marston takes on Corn Boy. I'm very interested in Corn Boy. and then we have the Englands, Eden and Sydney. They both have singles matches at Higher Ground 2.0, but at November Rain, they're defending their tag team championships. Uh, husband and wife duo, or boyfriend girlfriend, brother sister. I don't know what the last. <laughs> name. I don't want to assume. I don't want to assume there is a. Uh... Every,
5: everybody's everybody's um, guesses that they're brother and sister, but no, they are they are husband and wife their brother and sister and their husband and wife no. <laughs> no god no um
1: although it might be legal in some parts of this country i don't know um, I, was, I was gonna say it's 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 indiana Matt. it's not like it's not both <laughs> well, yeah, i didn't want to say that i didn't yeah. want to i didn't want to um get myself in trouble no nah, uh, Matt, yeah we should probably not do that that's a good point a lot of a lot of people uh,
5: have made jokes about um sid and eden being brother and sister but they are legally non-related and married. <laughs> just want to clear that up just in case i'm gonna look into that i don't know if i believe that (laughs) um but yes you are you are right matt um with higher ground um on friday 12th of november in Terre hope um just to touch on something para was saying as he ended his his segment um he is right to talk about how independent wrestling um, I don't think it's too trite to say that, you know, if you go to an indie show or you watch it on YouTube or Facebook or IWTV, you really are giving yourself a chance at watching future world champions. And I, I genuinely think some of the talent that we have at our disposal at New Wave Pro are capable of being names. Um, you know, forgive me for singling, singling certain people out, but I'll, I'll do so. Uh, Eric Dillinger is one of the fastest rise and up and coming talents here in the Midwest. Um, you know, he is incredible. He has a great look, um, and a really good personality. He works hard constantly, um, and he's captured people's imaginations with a very ultimately simple but effective gimmick. It's uh, a sort of play on John Dillinger, so he's public enemy number one. And obviously, John Dillinger being from Indiana originally, it really, uh, people can really relate to it around here. Um, we got Nate Matthews, um, who is someone who is, um, I think it's an injustice that he's under the radar. He takes on Sid Von England. Uh, Sage Phillips is another guy um, who you may be familiar with. Um, A long-time tag partner of Cole Radrick. And those two square off in a dog-collar match at November Rain for New Wave Pro. Their their friendship has disintegrated at New Wave Pro. And they're going to duke it out with a really old-fashioned, old-school, brutal match. Um, But New Wave Pro... um, I think, and I'm, I don't believe I'm biased by saying this, although I am kind of biased. Um, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> we we <laughs> present, I believe, some of the best uh, under-the-radar and young talent in the entire country. Absolutely no question.
0: Well, I know the news broke uh, earlier today. Uh, Beef will now be uh, an MLW talent known as Gnarls Garvin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to see Beef wrestle... Uh, at November Rain, he's taking on gorgeous Morgan Taylor, and that's November twenty seventh at the National Guard Armory.
5: So yeah, that's right. I mean, I uh, I that was actually news to me. Uh, I wasn't aware that the Beef had had signed with MLW, It being kept, I think, pretty much under wraps. Um, well, hey, I agree with the Twitter, uh, Facebook user there.
0: There, Motts Spock said Cold Radrick is fucking legit.
5: He is absolutely legit. He is one of the finest pound for pound wrestlers in this country. He's an incredible talent, absolutely fantastic. Um, but with beef, beef's another incredible talent, and I'm glad to say that we we will have him in Terre Haute at the National Guard Armory against Taylor. Um, he's he's good to look at. He oh, delicious. <laughs> they um, and he he moves incredibly well in the ring, and he's powerful. And he's somebody who um, their presence alone just makes you look at them. He has a, an inbuilt natural charisma that is very rare to find. And when you do get it, you know, mine that scene for all you can, frankly.
0: Now, does Don't Die Miles get the name Don't Die Miles because he does dangerous shit?
5: I mean, yeah, dangerous shit. It's, it's a lot to do with people watching him do his daredevil antics. And it got to the point where the crowds were saying, the crowds were literally chanting, "Don't die!" Uh, it was a request, a, a you know, a, a pleading with him. He would zip off the top rope. You know, he hits a perfect shooting star press. He he dives all over the place. You know, at um at our Mob Rules show on July thirty first, he went up against Gary Jay in a last man standing match, and the the kid nearly killed himself just trying to get the victory. You know, and um. I don't think there's a more fitting name for a for a wrestler around than don't die miles because that's <laughs> that's all you say when you watch him you're holding your hands and you're like if there is a god then please don't let this kid die we don't we don't need him dying A Spock,
0: uh from a guy from Milwaukee he does travel all over the midwest do you travel uh much up north at all
5: unfortunately not although I'm going to be um hitting up uh or trying my best to to See as many new states as possible in 2022. The furthest north I'll be that's confirmed so far is um, awr in oh man, I've forgotten the name of the place, it's in Michigan. Uh, hang on, Saginaw, Detroit. No, it's it's close to Detroit. I will tell you in two seconds because I'm just looking it up on Twitter, Auburn Hills. It's like Adam. Allentown, but not Allentown. Alan Park, Michigan. There you go. That's pretty damn close. Um, Alan Park, Michigan for AWR, a no ring deathmatch show um, co hosted by Casanova Valentine. You're going to see people like Chuck Stein, Dale Patricks, Akira, Justin Kyle, Mickey Knuckles, Randy West, uh, Charlie Krul, uh, all in a no ring deathmatch environment. It's AWR's Michigan debut as well as mine. Did, did you
1: say Akira, by the way? Did I hear that? Mm-hmm. Akira? Yes. Akira's taking on Eric Dillinger. Yeah, I had a chance to see Akira for the first time over the summer down in Atlantic City, New Jersey, and I'm a big fan of him. Um I feel like he's a kind of a guy that can do anything to be honest with you. Absolutely. He's he's
5: incredibly fearless. I'm fortunate enough to have worked plenty of shows with Akira. He and I have this nice little routine when we do um when I ring announce him. Um you know, we both lean into it a lot and it's a lot of fun, really electric. Um but Akira is uh he's a he's a great wrestler. And he will go to any extremes uh, possible. I've seen him do some pretty insane stuff. um, And I think still, still the best is yet to come. Uh, Kate Hensler in Facebook. She wants to know how you met your wife. Um, Unfortunately, I don't have an insane story. It's just um, we met through um, a shared interest group over Facebook, um, a music-based group. private group. You know the you know the type of thing I'm yep, talking about. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Um, what and, kind of uh just like really shitty obscure hipster stuff. Um you know <laughs> no it was a it was a range of stuff. It was a spin-off from a, a music website um that I used to write for um and that she used to visit and then it was all part of that soup. And then we um I mean she's right it is cute. <laughs> thank you Kate. Um and we just hit it off i think i think the catalyst for um for us actually talking based on based on what she's told me is that um there would be like a a a threaded post where people would post what they're wearing that day because it was quite a tight-knit community and i was the one always liking her photos you know and then i think i think it just became obvious and then we i don't do it yeah yeah you know that's um that's the modern courtship, you know, um, (laughs) you tell the grandkids, Oh, he liked, he liked my bikini photo. And and from there we just fell in love, you know, um, he gave me a care act, you know, (laughs) now how does the wife feel about the wrestling? She, um, wasn't very knowledgeable about it. Um, until, um, I began boring her to death on, um, on the regular talking about it nonstop. And, now it's very much a part of our, our life together. It's, it's a shared, uh, passion, a shared, you know, we traveled together down to Tampa to do WrestleMania week this year. Um, she's filmed, she films at new wave, you know, we can, uh, we consult each other creatively. Um, it's, it's, it's very good. You know, I, it wouldn't be the same if I know, I know enough people in wrestling that uh, keep the wrestling and their, their other life, there you know quote unquote real life separate and they keep their spouses out of it and and whatever but i I can't operate like that if if i'm if I'm involved in something that takes up you know the eighty five percent of my life that wrestling seems to take up um then the other five percent is driving to shows by the way uh, <laughs> then i um then i I need to have somebody that I'm certainly that I'm married to along for the ride and it's uh, you know, we've had some really good shared experiences and um her knowledge, I mean she's very intelligent, of course, and um her knowledge of of the business and its history and its presence and the, the people we we work with is um is fastidious. It's it's second to none.
0: Do you ever have to like uh you ever see her cheering too hard for someone? You're like, hey. Take yeah,
5: um no actually no um we both like and dislike the same people
0: oh, okay that works so there you go muy,
1: muy simpatico and uh i've always i've always wondered this because we have we have guests from all over the world on the show wrestlers that have wrestled and all over the all, of, all over the place and, and and been a part of the business and are from other places and i've always always just wanted to know like every single time we have someone from a different country on like what kind of gravitated them towards wrestling and what their wrestling experience was like in a, in a country you know across an ocean from us or you know even above a border from us so what was like what was it that kind of like really like drew you into wrestling uh at first and what are like what are the biggest moments and and stuff that you remember from your fandom
5: um i think what attracted me as a as a child um you know i'm um, cough cough 35 years old now um <laughs> oh pshaw <for sure. laughs> um yeah, someone asked me the other day, said, Is that your natural hair color, silver? And I was like, Are you fucking joking? <laughs> um,
2: that was my boss is, as
5: well. What's sad is you're the youngest out of the three of us here. <laughs> Finally. Oh my God. I hang around, I spend all my weekends with people in their early 20s, and it's killing me. Um, yeah. Try
0: interviewing uh, people who are fucking 19, 20, 21 yeah. years old. They have no idea what you're talking about. You make some obscure reference, yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Obscure
1: reference, like you know, a phone book, for example. (laughs) (laughs) You can can make like a WrestleMania Seven reference, and these kids are like, "Was Stone Cold Steve Austin in that, or was?" Well, you know what? It's
5: it's funny. I really feel my age, and to go back to yeah, to what you were saying, Kevin. Um, my one of my biggest memories of wrestling fandom is actually having gone to SummerSlam 1992 in Wembley. Boom. Um, And I've, you know, there's a lot of people who, uh, who I talk to, who I work with very regularly, every weekend nearly. And I'll, I'll look at them and they go, Oh, right. Yeah. You were born after September 11th, weren't you? Right. Okay. You know, it's like these yeah. benchmarks you have to yeah. give with people.
1: I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. No, that, you're um, right. That is a huge, that's a, that's a big benchmark here, especially for sure.
5: Um, but ju- yeah, I mean, I was just just a you know, no, no, using no. It as, a, as a means of time and things, but, um, but to go back to what I was originally saying, um, it's the theatrics that always got me from, from a very early age. Um, I've cited this before to people, but my my earliest, earliest wrestling memory is certainly watching um, Undertaker, uh, presumably on an episode of Superstars or something. And he's beaten, um, he's just beaten a job guy, you know, and then he puts him in a body bag and then hits a leg drop on the body bag. And to a, a kid of four or five years old, that's terrifying. And I remember, you know, I used to talk to my dad about it and be like, is he really dead? Is he really dead? <laughs> um and you know, probably my dad being my dad would probably say, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, dad. Um, <laughs> um, you know, people like Papa Shango when he would set people on fire and have the black slime coming out, and uh, Jake Roberts having uh, the snake bite, um, Macho Man, yeah, Savage, yeah, stuff like that really, really embeds itself on your psyche. Um, and you don't ever, ever forget it. Um, and as time's gone on you know it's the theatrics um that has always kept me there the pageantry the 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 lights the colors the the dramatics of it all um and it's something i'll never ever fall out, fall out of love with yep. um and any promotion who does things in a you know an old school way um what some may call the proper way if you will um will always always get my attention i um and it's always what i've tried to imbue in um In New Wave Pro is is that sense of theatrical escapism, uh, brightness, loudness, uh, silliness, even like it's got to be silly because look at what you're presenting. And uh, when it's done right like that, it can really make a difference to people.
0: Uh, We're talking with Earl Joseph at the Liverpool lip on Twitter. Give him a follow at new wave underscore pro uh, November 12th. uh, New wave pro higher ground 2.0 doors are at 630 bell time 730. They're also doing a food drive at six o'clock. Bring your canned goods and all that stuff. I mean, come on. It's we're getting to that time of the year holiday season. So uh, bring a bunch of canned shit and uh, donate to the food drive and then see an awesome wrestling show. It's you'll feel great. And then you'll feel even better unless your guy loses and then you're a fucking loser, but let's hope your guy doesn't lose.
5: Yeah. With the, with the food drive, we, um, Terre Haute is a very tight knit, um, place. Um, you know, a lot of people are born there and they live there and they die there, you know? Um, I get it. And sounds awful. uh, No, it's, it's, it's got its charm. I, I've, um, I've come to really like the place. Um, and I live in Indianapolis myself, um, but I spend a lot of time in Terre Haute. Um, But we just want to give back. New Wave Pro has long been a a pillar of the local community in Terre Haute, and it's provided people with hours, hours, hours of entertainment and memories. And we want to just literally help people. And as you say, Matt, you know, it's coming up to Thanksgiving, coming up to Christmas. It's cold. People are struggling with jobs and, and income. And if we can just make a difference to one person, then it's all worth it. I
0: dig it. Sorry, I was... I'm doing a thousand things over here. Um, yes. So check out new wave pro, uh, higher ground 2.0. What's the match for 2.0 that you're looking forward to the most from a fan's perspective and from, uh, you know, you know, the inner workings, what do you think is going to steal the show here at this higher ground 2.0 show?
5: I think, um, and I hope none of the guys and girls are watching because I'm probably going to be the recipients of a couple of, uh, question mark dms um i would i would i would put my hat on uh connolly mad dog Connolly versus eric dillinger uh for the higher ground championship uh mad dog Connolly won the higher ground championship on the October eighth episode of higher ground in a really really brutal match with tanakila uh and now uh dillinger is is challenging for it. Connolly and Dillinger have actually fought each other at New Wave um, on a a little special thing we did called Rogue Nation. We filmed it at like 4 a.m. in the morning at that venue, no crowd. We just decided to go crazy. Um, But now we're going to have a crowd there to witness just what these two are capable of. Um, I'd also just like to put my hat on uh, Eden Von England versus Charlie Kruhl because I think they are two very capable wrestlers um, and they are... As I as I said in my last answer, they are loud, colorful, um, and they are they'll put on a great spectacle.
0: Now, not to take away from the higher ground show, but November twenty seventh, November rain uh, at the National Guard Armory. You guys bringing Alex Zane, uh, former guest of the show, and recently released from the WWE, uh, and he's mm-hmm. taking on Aaron Williams. Uh, any other tricks up the uh, the New Wave Pro sleeve?
5: Maybe we can get some yeah. breaking gone this year. We've got a we've got a ton of stuff, man. Um, I'll just quickly run it down. As you say, Alex Zane, formerly of WWE, coming to Terra hosts, and that's in line with um, we've had two other notable former WWE guys. In May, we had Mike Bennett, and in July, we had JTG. So you know, New Wave Pro gets the gets the names, gets the stars. Uh, Zane versus Williams. Uh, Zane is even sponsored by Taco Bell. I mean, that's how that's how in depth oh, yeah. we try to go. Uh, <laughs> we try to make sure everything is sorted. Um, we've got Solomon Tupu, our New Wave Pro Champion. He will be uh, in six days. He will have held that belt for an, for an exact year, um, and he faces Don't Die Miles. And this is Don't Die Miles' first ever shot at the New Wave Pro Championship. But Solomon has beaten people like Lord Crew. He's beaten um, he's beaten Aaron Williams. Uh, he's beaten Ace Perry. He's beaten Conan Lycan and um, there's a lot of people he's put down in order to keep this championship. And Miles is going to have the challenge of a lifetime. Uh, we have Cole Radrick and Sage Phillips, former best friends, now fantastic enemies in a dog collar match, um, which is going to get violent. If you like old school violence, then these two will leave no stone unturned. Uh, we have Gary Jay, who I'm sure you're all familiar with, Um taking on Freddie Hudson for our Crossroads Championship, which is equivalent to the Intercontinental Championship, if you will. Um, We have Eric Dillinger, that man again, and Nate Matthews uh, in a street fight. Um, Now, these two have had a great rivalry. Um, They fought each other at September 25th, and Nate Matthews got, um, got the win there, and it was Eric Dillinger's first loss at New Wave Pro, first direct pinfall he suffered. So Dillinger in the Street fight is going to be looking to get revenge. We also have, as you pointed out, Beef versus Morgan Taylor. Big Beef. Um, big Beef, baby. Let's go. Yeah, that's um that's a match that surprised a few people, but we we um we pride ourselves on unearthing some some real diamonds, um, people who are looking for just one big opportunity. And Taylor has the biggest opportunity of his career here against Beef. And as we know, Beef was signed or confirmed today for MLW. So this is a real chance if, if Taylor gets the win, it will propel him. Um, we also have the Von Englands defending the tag team titles against Nick King and Orion Cree, both from St. Louis, both very, very capable guys. And um, that's it for now. But don't discount um, don't discount there being more, certainly. Um gorgeous, this gorgeous uh
0: Morgan Taylor. I'm not gonna and look, I am in no position to say anything about anybody. He's not very gorgeous, is that yes, he is. He's beautiful. Why isn't he beautiful, Morgan Taylor, then
5: Earl? Uh I don't know, because the pattern the pattern was already taken. I don't know. Fair oh, sure enough, Bobby. <laughs> no, it's um it's a really um the way he works that is is fantastic and Sometimes there's a barometer for me where it's not just about entertainment, but if somebody makes me laugh, which is kind of difficult, um, if somebody just makes me laugh or smile just by simply like being in my presence and I'm just like I'm putting all my support behind this person.
0: I like that. Kevin's gonna pee his pants if we if and he doesn't wanna he doesn't wanna be disrespectful for you. I told Kevin, just go pee, don't piss yourself. No, unless, you, unless unless thought, you want to make laugh. I thought you meant just go
1: now, like right here.
0: No, like go take a piss. Earl's not going anywhere. I can hit me and
3: Earl can
1: shoot the shit. I can All ask right. any questions. Later. Earl, I will be right back. It'll be two yeah, minutes. But...
5: Please don't um don't give yourself a burst kidneys on my account, mate. All right, Kevin's
0: gonna go take a piss. Me and Earl are gonna hang out. And uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll get, how long, Earl? Oh, look at that! Look at Kevin. Don't hey, pee don't, on... zoom, don't zoom in. I don't need nope, to see. Nope, 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 nope. Don't don't pee on the screen, Kevin. There you go. Better. <laughs>
5: How long did it take you to be able to say "Terra haute"? Um, just on the first go, honestly. Really? Yeah, I can't speak
0: English for shit, and that wouldn't drive me crazy. Terra haute, I wouldn't be able to say that.
5: Like now, I can I say. Mean, I think spoken. I surprised. A, I surprised a lot of people when I said, "Oh, it's it's French for higher ground," which is why the show's called Higher Ground. People go, "Really? Oh, look at you."
0: What's the uh, for you? What's the biggest difference being in the states versus your home? Oh man, the biggest difference. Biggest, the big. I'm sure there's a thousand. Uh, but you, I mean, look, it's the Midwest. It's not like you're here on the East Coast. People out here are a different breed. Uh, I'm sure it's a little easier well, up
2: there.
5: I would, I mean, I would say actually, and this is this is a point I've made to um, a few people, is that where I come from, specifically the northwest of England, um, is similar um, morally and. Sort of spiritually and philosophically to the midwest, I think you know they're primarily working class post industrial um you know neglected by government for for generations um left to fend for themselves and there's a there's a certain um uh you know mental and physical fortitude that's crafted through through that kind of um living that that kind of atmosphere and it did take me a while to adjust, um, certainly because, you know, I'm a normal person who's moved to the other side of the world. Um, but when, once I came to realize that, you know, there there are a lot of similarities, it, it made me feel a lot more at home. And there is a, a – one, one thing I, I find funny about people from the Midwest is that they are so quick to do themselves down when they have absolutely no need to. There's a very um, a very strong – line of self-deprecation which i think does people here do themselves a disservice um and it's kind of similar again to where i come from in the north of england there is a a a a quickness to do yourself down and maybe a fear of of of, um puffing yourself up too much but you know people who have fought hard for, for for generations for the right to just carve a living out in um what is can be a harsh environment, honestly, uh, and I'm just talking geographically. The Midwest is a very varied place geographically and topographically, um, and I think they should commend themselves for that. Um, but I'm talking about the similarities. When you ask me the complete opposite, um, <laughs> the the major difference, the major difference is, <sighs> I am. Um, I I found it really. I. I didn't actually drive before I came to this country. Um, oh god, dear lord. Yes. Oh, I'm yes. so
1: sorry.
2: Hmm.
5: Yeah, so was I. Um because I just kind of didn't I just kind of didn't need to. Um I got the train and bus everywhere. Um and then I moved to Indiana and there are no trains or buses <laughs> barely. Um so it I mean Indianapolis specifically is built for the automobile um because it's just a big circle um and so that was the hardest adjustment for me um and i know it's, it may sound kind of silly i don't know but but that was something it took me a while to get um there's also the fact that here there really is um a sense of, of of freedom you know it's it's easy as an outsider when you don't live in this country to to sort of see when americans talk about freedom and so on and so forth to kind of go yeah, yeah okay okay but you come here and i feel like you can do and say uh what you like and and i feel like the environment that this country fosters in terms of you know people actually being able to pursue what what goals they want without um you know sort of inbuilt social restrictions has allowed somebody like me to actually cultivate the career in wrestling that i have um I feel I may not have been able to do so back home for various reasons. Um, but here I've sorta of just burst in and shown my ambition, and people respond to that and, and they receive it very well. Um, and then it grows from there. So I would say they're the two main differences, the sort of the public transport issue and then um society's attitude to one another.
0: Um so being a wrestling fan, being involved in the business, and I know you got the short end of the stick with the pandemic and everything. But uh, you bring it in the Alex Zanes, JTG, Michael Bennett. Have you had that moment yet, where you've you've been with New Wave and you've brought in a talent and you just have the uh,
5: man? I can't believe I'm standing in the locker room with this guy. Um, I I actually try hard not to have those moments. I try I try to stay focused. Um, and maybe maybe I'm guilty of denying myself kind of a, a bit of fun or a bit of um self congratulations you know um but i i try certainly at shows i try really hard to just treat them like any other person and not get starstruck or take a selfie but that's just me um but on a similar vein when we did mob rules and we had a packed house you know we had about 250 people in in the armory um and JTG was out and the crowd there was smoke and lights and the crowd was going off and um one of the one of the people on the show um another wrestler came up to me and they put their arm around my waist and they said you know this is this is because of all the hard work you put in you should enjoy it and i did actually feel a little emotional at that time i was looking around i was like it's not solely because of me i'm not that insane to think so but i i know i play a large part in it it is a team effort um but to look around and take that in and actually for once <laughs> for once remove myself and stop being so serious and focused i i I think i felt like tears come to my eyes a little or i certainly felt like there was something in my throat and i was like god you know what you're right and just for just for a few seconds it was all lifted off my shoulders and and i could see it for what it really was and that was that was very liberating
0: yeah you got to take it all in man these things don't last forever and unfortunately some of these guys don't last forever and uh Man, it's it's uh we, we've been up and down that road in the in the near 10 years where, you know, you wake up and you just find out that, you know, someone you got to talk to is, is no longer with us. And you kind of wish you had yeah. taken a moment at that last show or that convention or wherever you were at where you just walked up, shook their hand, took a picture just to have it because because, yeah. you know, those memories never go away. But it's nice to have something to look at. And uh yeah, man, fuck, take it all in because, you know, once this goddamn world opens up again. The wrestling, the indie wrestling scene is going to be fucking bonkers.
5: I mean, honestly, it already is insane. I think, I think the last, the latter half of 2021 has been like a, a sort of video game left on GM mode. <laughs> judging <laughs> by uh, all the stuff that's going on, you know, some of these, some of these combinations and some of these signings and and shows you're seeing, um, I, I knew, I knew things were going to get crazy when you know, we were trying to book, cause we tried to book three or four shows in advance and that normally spans six to eight months depending. And people were already saying, sorry, can't do that. I'm, I'm booked in other side of the country. And you'd go, shit. Oh no, it's back to normal. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the moment I've been dreading for a year. <laughs> everyone's back and everyone's ready to go crazy. Um, but just to go on what you said just a second ago, Matt, um, Yes, I do need to take it in more. That's a that's a personal goal for me. And it even, I worked a show yesterday. I was ring announcing, and I made sure I got. Um, I actually took some selfies with with people in the locker room. So I, I'm trying hard to um, step outside the moment because I am guilty of of being um, hyper focused and just kind of blinkered and getting the objective done. And then after it's all done, I go, oh, that went by quick. I wonder why that was. Uh-huh.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah, if you don't
0: you don't stop and look around you'll never see robert gibson and ricky morton's balls
5: <laughs> i <laughs> thought you're going to do a ferris bueller riff then but
0: nope nice. i stopped and i looked around and i saw ricky <laughs> morton
1: and robert gibson's balls yeah and it's 100 percent true man i'm at shows like every month and like i'm just like oh should i should i should i should i should i should like, like, i like work like i i did one because the, the, a couple of the boys were sitting with me at the at the music table so i'm just like all right let's do this guys let's do it boom 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 and uh because Matt's one hundred percent right. Like you don't know. Not only if, like, the worst case scenario they, you know, pass on, but the best case scenario they move on to WWE or AEW, and then you'll never see him again anyway. So it's yeah, like, not unless you, you want to
5: pay seventy five dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. No. I. I mean. I would even. I wouldn't even. Um. I would simplify it even further, and I say just for your own edification, just. Just for memory building, and just to say, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, there's so many, there's so many things where I've I've come out of shows and gone, fuck, should have, should have done something there. Should have taken a photo. Should stop being so fucking serious all the time.
1: Now, like Ter- Terry Funk, we we're, we're back at a show, and Terry Funk put both hands on his shoulders, on my shoulders, and was like, "What town are we in?" <laughs> like. like that's like, that's a moment, like, I don't need a picture of that. That's like the greatest moment that I'll have ever. Like, you know, something like that. Like, so yeah, but I wish I could have had a picture of Terry Funk or Bret Hart or Ultimo Dragon or Jushin Thunder Liger. or, oh God. Anyway.
2: Yeah. Make, now, make the I'm
5: most of me. it. I mean, I'm, I know I'm a hypocrite for, for telling everyone to make the most of it, but I'm trying to, so at least learn from my example, if anything. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Earl, let me ask you a question before we
0: wrap up this little interview here. New Wave Pro, uh, any way for us to watch it? Is it on IWTV, YouTube?
5: Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's on IWTV. Just search for New Wave Pro. Um, since July 2020, honestly, we've put a ton of shows on. Um, we've just gone crazy. Um, we also have – excuse me, sorry, the Diet Coke's coming back. Um, on YouTube, um, we put a ton – of free matches for full from all our shows going back, uh, to last year, uh, every, every week or so we'll put a new match on, um, normally in line with who we've got coming up at, at shows and the thing. So just as a means of promotion, but we're giving away tons of free independent wrestling with people that you are going to see on your television in the next few years. I can guarantee you that. So get on it while it's good. Um, we're also on Twitter and Facebook, uh, you said uh, new wave underscore pro, and we're just new wave pro on Facebook. We um, we try very hard to do regular video content and push our storylines through social media. So if you like being kept actually up to date and abreast of what's going on and having callbacks and being reminded as to why things are actually happening, uh, then follow the new wave pro social media because we tell you, we hold your hand and we tell you exactly what's happening. Um, And I guess just before we do wrap things up, just want to plug once more, Higher Ground, Friday, November 12th, 1439 Ash Street, Terre Haute. Uh, Dillinger versus Mad Dog Connolly for the Higher Ground Championship. Nate Matthews, Sid Von England. Eden Von England versus Charlie Kruhl. Sage Phillips is going to be there. Solomon Tupu has announced that he's going to be there uh, and he said he's feeling unpredictable. So who knows how that will go. And we have November rain, Saturday, November 27th. That's Thanksgiving weekend. Man, eat all the food you want. Make sure you come a couple of days later to New Wave Pro at the National Guard Armory. Tickets start at only $10 for general admission. And you're going to see people like Alex Zane, Aaron Williams, Don't Die Miles, Solomon Tupu, Gary Jay, the Von Englands, Cole Radrick, and Sage Phillips in a dog collar match, Eric Dillinger, and Nate Matthews in a street fight. You're going to see beef. Beef's just been signed by a, a company that has global coverage. Beef. Fuck yeah. And you you only need to pay $10, general admission. Terre Haute is only 90 minutes from Indianapolis. It's a couple of hours from Louisville. You're about three hours from Chicago. Guys, I, ca- I can't say it enough. You should come because this is going to be one of these shows of the year. Uh, and I don't just say that. I mean it.
0: Well, Earl, Earl <coughs> there's Earl. that English again oh. getting in the way. Earl, we appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to join us at the Liverpool Lip on Twitter. Make sure you're following them. The ticker has been going all night with all the info for New Wave Pro at New Wave underscore Pro. I just subscribed to your YouTube channel, the New Wave Pro YouTube channel, so uh, I'll take some time this week to catch up on the product. Uh, we wish you all the best of luck with these shows in the future, and anytime you want to come back, Earl, You're more than welcome here to shoot the shit. We had a great time. We can talk figures. We can talk WCW. We can talk about the weird shit that us Americans do that you don't understand.
5: Well, we'll have to do a five-hour
0: special, but yeah, sure. Mm. We're we're good at five-hour specials, Earl. And, uh, you know, I know you kind of just reached out to us out of the blue, but you're right smack dab in the middle. We're three weeks away from 10 years as a podcast. Uh, So we're we're super excited that you could be along for the ride,
5: uh, even if you showed up a little late. But
0: uh, strap in because we got a lot of shit planned.
5: Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Matt. Uh, It's been a real pleasure to be on, and I will definitely – be on in the future if you'll
0: have Ah, uh, love it, Earl. Love it. Enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Take care. Thank you, Earl. The Liverpool lip. Uh be oh, sure yeah. to follow him on the Twitter machine. Uh Kevin, let's take a commercial break. Cause now I gotta take a piss.
1: Boy, that was that was in very dangerous territory. Yeah,
0: no, I I hear you, man. Look, if Paro was fantastic. Earl was fantastic. I got fucking Bill Aptor sending me Twitter messages over here.
1: Uh what's what still out? I right, go 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 take a p uh the just showed
0: up. Tony's here. Tony, we're just gonna you know what? I'm gonna take a piss, Kev. We're not even Tony. You ready? Hit me, Tony. Hit me with the show. What's wrong? Oh, I can't I can't hear
3: him. Sorry. Hey boys, what's up?
0: All right, Tony. I'm gonna take a piss now because we were just gonna do a commercial break, but since you're here. We don't need to do a commercial break. You could tell uh, uh, the wonderful people out there about the fantastic shows on the Shining Wizards Network. We got upcoming guests scrolling across the bottom there. I'm going to go take a lizard, and then uh, we'll come back. And Tony's here. Tony, guess what? We haven't talked a shred of any wrestling, so we got so much to catch up on. I'm going to pee and shut my mouth.
1: Yeah, Tony's going to be real late, but then he's going to leave it a half hour. <laughs>
3: Okay. Do you have to go pee? I know you peed already, but do you have to go get a drink ski or anything? Who, me? Who, you? Yeah, you. Do you need,
1: do you need, do you need a little need buffer you. time? Do you want to... Pl-
3: no, I figured if you want to take a break, I'm going to cover plug skis and, and Patreon skis and all that other stuff. So feel free to go get uh, a beverage. No, you know
1: what? I think I'm good. I'll hang out. Unless, unless you feel like I'll just be a disturbance.
3: No, not at all. But you know what, Kev? You know it's a great disturbance to have? Eight... Fucking shows available on the Shining Wizards Network, Kev. We're talking Midnight Jury with Mike Norenganger and Calvin Brody. We're talking the Mark Order Podcast with fucking Ryan Schlong and Kate the Hate and Great and, and I don't know, whatever else rhymes with that. And fucking right. Matt and Anthony yep. Roos.
1: Maybe I will and... sit this out.
3: All right, go ahead. Go away. <laughs> I, I can't even see you anyway because I'm reading off the screen. Justin events over at Inclusive Breakdown. Phil and the fucking handsomest motherfucker on the network. Jay over at Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Snowy, he's got a fucking double for you. Radioactive Metal and Wrestling Night in Canada. He's got two fucking shows because he's all that and a bag of fucking chips. Last but not least, our boy RJ over at Ringside Rant. Crushing it each and every Friday. Don't miss out on that. And of course, they're not members of Shining Wizards Network, but they're our brothers from down under. The Brocast, where they're fucking brothers and they spell it with a K. Don't fucking forget that. Speaking of forgetting things, we are... Oh, look at this. Wait, I'm all by myself? Oh, I can't because now Kevin's there. How the fuck did I do that? I, I'm fucking things up already. Let me try that. There we go. Now it's me and I'm all handsome. Woohoo! Look at me taking over the show, bitches. Folks, I don't know if you were aware of this, but you can, of course, support The Shining Wizards as one of our Patreon producers. Wah, 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 wah. That's right. Each and every week, right here on the Shining Wizards, you're a Patreon producer for as little as one dollar. We will mention your name if you donate three dollars a month. You get access to our, unfortunately, not growing at the moment, but growing very soon, uh, archive of exclusive episodes. Exclusive episodes we cover pay per views, we cover matches, we, we get we cover wrestler profiles, we do every fucking thing you can imagine. Almost everything. But anyway, that's our $3 tier. 5 bucks, we will plug your shit. You got shit, especially Kate, because she got tons of shit to plug. We'll plug anything and everything you want. $10, $20, I don't even know. We got boxes of wizardry every three months that you're fucking giving us ducats. We're giving you cool wrestling shiznits. Who doesn't like wrestling shiznits? I love wrestling shiznits. Matter of fact, I took a big old wrestling shiznits before I got on the show tonight. Whoa, whoa. Anyway. Time to thank those who continue to support us, the wacky motherfuckers of the Shining Wizards Network. We got Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards. We got Manny Kratzo, the king of the Shining Wizards. Anthony and Danny Rusinello, the AOP of the SWP. We got the Shaws from halfway around the world from each other. Sean Toe and Sean Gallo. We got Brett Simonello. What do you hear? What do you say, motherfucker? That's right, Brett. We love you, too. Of course, Kate the Great. She fucking gets so excited every time we mention her name. But how can we not? She's all over the place. But you can find her in the one and only place where she will promote your shit instead of promoting herself. Because she is a shameless self-promoter. Easy for me to say. But she will also help you promote your shit with the same intensity and shamelessness. OndeckIC.com is the place. Head on over there. And she'll also send you thirst trap pictures. Maybe. I don't know. It's a rumor I heard. I can't confirm that, but whatever. Matt Garifo, no relation to the KJG. Matt Mellinger, definitely no relation to the KJG. They don't even nope. have the same fucking name. I'm losing my mind. Yep. Christine Friesendorf, Mark Parolini. Happy birthday, Mark. I just realized like a fucking week ago that we've been saying his name wrong for fucking 10 years, but we wish him happy birthday every fucking week because every week it feels like his birthday. It's awesome. We love it. The scotch drinks more himself. Kenny Hawsey. Fucking handsomest guy on the turnbuckle throwbacks. Jay Cobb, the big copper pump. Mont Spock, Thomas Cobbs. I heard that fucking guy's coming back to this area. Why would you come here? We're all trying to leave. Stay the fuck, fucking Butch McCall, whoever the fuck you're from, Milwaukee Tom, you fuck. Uh, Michael Hammond, Matthew Birch, the true Prince of Pro, Braden Berger, and I think he's the LeBron James collecting motherfucker, whatever he does, Brendan Haney, Gary Cowling, that motherfucker from the Wednesday night show, Ryan Schlong, and of course, last but not least, I don't even know if Kevin's back because I'm on the screen, but his pal Antonio Hosserman makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. He's the one, the only, too sweet to be sour, too lean to be mean, the ferociousest motherfucker on the planet, William Mercier Jr.
1: Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? I just did
0: it for that read. Hey, Tony, Kate wants to know where is Milwaukee Tom from?
1: Mm. That's a great after question. After I put
3: her over fifteen times, she's gonna. I mean, me he's fu- his fucking name is Milwaukee Tom, and you were mi-
0: running around like a maniac. <laughs> Happy well, welcome to the boys. show, Tony.
3: You know, I was gonna jump in after Paro, and then I I was getting everything set up, and then I realized you'd already started on uh, the next guest, and I was just like, "Well, I'm gonna be sitting out for a little while, so it's all cool, it's all good."
0: Well, they we had a, a good time with uh, with Paro and Earl uh and now it's it's us time
1: now' it's, time. that's it it's, it's boss time uh
3: so where do you guys want to start <sighs> um ring of honor please ring of
0: honor okay i know so... you, i know
3: you spent i know you spent a little bit of time well a lot of bit of time. Uh, talk about it on Wednesday, but I figure if there's anything else you want to vent about or get Kevin's opinion on anything. but uh... Well,
0: more news has come to the forefront. So for those of you who are not up on your wrestling news, you're not on uh, the Dirt Sheets or the Fightful or the PW Insider or wherever you get your wrestling news from, uh, last Wednesday afternoon, Ring of Honor sent out an email has said, throughout the pandemic, our top priority was to keep everybody (laughs) healthy and safe. And despite not producing any live events over 18 months, we were able to keep ourselves fully, uh, keep everyone fully contracted. We now find ourselves at a time where we need to make changes to our new business strategy and our planning a pivot for Ring of Honor with a new mission and strategy. This year will culminate with final battle in December, and we will be taking the first quarter of 2020 to work internally to re-image Ring of Honor. we anticipate returning to live events in April for Supercard of Honor with a new fan-focused product and provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. So this is the email that goes out about, I don't know, 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. A mi- Maybe half an hour later, Dave Meltzer tweets, everyone from Ring of Honor has been released from their contracts.
3: FDM yeah. all day, every day.
0: Chaos completely ensues in the internet wrestling community. Uh, as people are scrambling to figure out what is going on, uh, as Tony mentioned, the Mark Order podcast Wednesday nights on the Shining Wizards Network. Um, by the time we went to air, we had heard that they were paying everybody who was under contract up until the end of 2021. If you had signed a contract this year, or th- if you had signed a contract through 2022, you will be paid till that uh, till March of 2022. So right before they start running their, uh, well, right before hopefully they start running events again. Um, Then it came down that this was not a Ring of Honor decision. This is a Sinclair Broadcasting decision. Um, And then the next day, Sinclair Broadcasting says there's technical difficulties and they can't put out a new episode of Ring of Honor TV. So they instead air Best of Jay Lethal and they release the Ring of Honor TV Uh, episode the halloween special exclusively on youtube last night at seven o'clock and then more reports come out that say ring of honor going forward will be a um they will be run like an indie promotion like they were back when they started so it will be non-contracted uh indie talent um that will be featured throughout the company it's a lot to unpack there um and there's still no answers. We don't know what the future of Ring of Honor, if there is a future of Ring of Honor. Uh, so let's go to uh Kevin here. Uh and Kevin tell tell let's let's talk. What what are your thoughts? How are you feeling about this? You've had a, a little time to digest all this information since Wednesday.
1: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. And the fact that it's a Sinclair decision and not a Ring of Honor decision, which is kind of pretty obvious up front, just makes me believe that uh, realistically, and honestly, we have seen, and just based on the tweets that I've seen from a lot of friends and and former guests of the show and people in Ring of Honor, to me, if it comes back as an indie, the way it started, all right, great. But um, I have no faith that Ring of Honor back.
0: Is that just based on all the stuff you've seen
1: out there? Decisions like this don't, in a a business, don't get made, like, unless the company has extremely little faith in you. Like, and they did the right thing. Ring of Honor and Sinclair did the right thing during this entire two-year pandemic and so they did it and you <laughs> you're not making money while you're while you're taking care of an entire staff <laughs> for you know 19 months uh you're you're not winning you're not making money so at the end of the day it just comes down to making uh, making money and they weren't doing it so it, it to me again i i know nothing i'm very very limited in my knowledge of a lot of this stuff but to me, this reeks of like Turner WCW not with that as malicious intent I'm sure Sinclair would love to have Ring of Honor around for as long as it is profitable and is entertaining and as long as it would one day hopefully maybe put shows on the million syndicated channels they have but it's just, I don't think Ring of Honor is going to be back you might get your super card because you know you can't just not do that. But if it's still around by June, I'd be shocked. Uh, T Donk,
3: do you think uh, Ring of Honor trying to take care of their wrestlers during the pandemic with all of the strictures they put in place, uh, with continuing to pay them, even though they weren't running live shows and had no a uh, real form of income. Do you think that had any factor into this decision?
1: Yeah, it was the right, it, but it was the right thing to do at the time. And they can't do that unless Sinclair signs off on it. I don't think. Um, So it was a hundred percent, the right thing to do at the time. And, but now it's a hundred percent catching up with them. And there's a whole lot of other outside factors. Joe Koff did a whole interview on PW insider with the, uh, Uh, with them so it's there's a whole lot of different situations again I didn't do I didn't dive into my research on the financials so I have no clue but there's no doubt in my mind that it's not good and I don't think that it'll be back the way that we know it if it's an indie it's an indie that's one thing but I think the puzzling thing is they are owned by a broadcasting
3: company
0: yet I know nobody that gets ring of honor on their TV
3: yep 100% right on that.
0: And I know you're not doing live shows, but you can drive the Honor Club. You can drive their merch. I got these goddamn fucking pillow buddies over here, and they weren't goddamn cheap, you sons of bitches. Um, It is very, very strange. And the, the library is for sale, but only from 2011 to current day. And Sinclair signed a deal with that Women of Wrestling company that's restarting.
1: Mm-hmm. But they, they didn't. They but he said that that would be like a. He thought that that would be. Joe Coff, I think, said this. That, that would be a complimentary aspect of Ring of Honor. Like it would be like Ring of Honor, then Wow or Wow then Ring of Honor. But, I, again, I don't know. But I think Ring of Honor just is like. They just they just got gutted. They got gutted too much. And Kate mentioned it in the group, and I've said I believe that the elite leaving was part was one of those outside factors that totally, um, that totally like just like completely deflated Ring of Honor.
0: Well, um, they and and look, you can you can you know the blame for for that kind of falls on Ring of Honor. They gave cody and the young bucks they said you can use all our shit to run your your fucking mega show in chicago you can use our ring you could use our production crew um knowing that at the end of that year their contracts were up and Hmm. you you know they kind of got look they they kind of they got got hosed yeah, they went to do the good deed, and at the end of the year, they turned around, they didn't sign any contracts, and, and all the Ring of Honor shows that, that the Elite was on were some of the highest you know, shows they've ever done in terms of attendance and gates, and and they were kind of, you know, look, they sold out the Garden uh, with New Japan, and that sold out, um, you know, before the tickets went on sale in August, and it sold out in a day, Um I don't know if people bought tickets thinking they were going to see Kenny Omega and the Bucks and stuff. I think it was kind of a – that may have played a fact in it, but I also think it was like this is the first non-WWE show to be at the Garden in forever uh, because none of those guys were on that show. It was, uh, they had a, it was an amazing show, but you know, then you look at it from after that, and it was kind of all downhill from there with the Ring of Honor, and they started – to go on the upswing with with Marty doing the booking and the stuff with the NWA and Nick Aldis was fucking great and then covid happens and then the, the 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 me too stuff with with Marty and and then covid I mean it's been a fucking it sucks man it sucks that none of these guys knew this was
1: coming well I mean Ring of Honor is like the equivalent of the small business in America during covid it's a small. Granted, it might be owned by a billionaire company that might not see it as an asset. But that's the case whether if you're a small business or if you're a business owned by a company that doesn't see you as a profitable asset, you're likely going to be you're likely going to be chopped. There's like like chain restaurants closing stores. You might be owned by a billionaire, but you're technically kind of like individually owned, and so you're going to feel the wrath of what the last. Few years have been like for every small business, so that's what that's essentially what it is.
0: Yeah, but then my question to that is, but did Sinclair do everything in their power to try? Like, I kind no, of, of course liked, not. Like a like an ECW TNN deal, like it was just like, eh. All right, so all you. right, so all right. What could what could Sinclair do? Put it on WGN? Don't they own like, WGN? I don't own? know what. Look, they could have put it all over. No, Kevin, nobody I know. Watches? They don't have.
1: They don't have Ring of Honor on their fucking TV. All right, that's well, a problem. If, all right. So, how much would it? Have, how, how much of a difference? I don't know what channel Sinclair owns. Don't know, but I'm assuming it's nothing. It's not Turner. It's not USA. It's not God. It's not FS1. It's um. They might. They might own Fox stations. Actually, now that I think about it.
3: The 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 ultimate problem though is. It's kind of hard to monetize a show with the viewership they have on their website. Like, to me, if you have these networks, you're looking for programming. Why wouldn't you try throwing Ring of Honor out there? Maybe you can get some advertising. Maybe you can get some revenue that way.
1: You're going to get the car dealership from down the block in Elks River, Maryland?
3: For sure. Look at who you Look at who used to advertise in wrestling like in Minneapolis or in Georgia. It's car dealerships. You mean to tell me you wouldn't fucking like pop hard if like Vincent was selling cars and fucking, you know, in Baltimore somewhere like that's what rest. That's what they did. Fucking there's commercials of Jesse Ventura walking out with cases of beer from a local liquor store in Minnesota. Like that's that's how they got their revenue. That's how they made their money on TV.
0: They have a hundred and eighty five television stations, six hundred and twenty channels, and eighty six u s markets all right so but a
1: lot but like is channel one like uh you know home shopping two is, is i know i think they own a lot of fox affiliates uh around the area i don't or someone does but but like what are the channels like what, at the end of the day like would that even matter?
0: they have fox abc cbs nbc my tv cw okay there you go all right that's two logos i don't know
3: but you all forget you all forget too i mean ecw was a bought show like you know like they they had to buy time on networks like they were piecemeal all over the country and they still you know word got out about them you know what i'm saying like
1: would that have mattered during a pandemic though
3: no, but I mean how long has Sinclair been involved? I mean, they've been involved know, for years anymore. already,
0: right? Matt? Probably a while, yeah. Probably so I think since like 2012. But so that's before... what I mean.
3: That's what I mean. Like well, they were on. T- point... they've
0: been on TV before that. Right. They were on HD Net before the... Sinclair Broadcasting Company owns Ring of Honor. Correct. Right. So right. before that, they were on HD Net when they were just Ring of Honor and they were hemorrhaging money. And that's when Gabe and and uh fuck what's his nuts was running the company? Carrie. finkelstein was already out yeah i think carrie was in with gabe and then but they were losing money hand over fist and that's when sinclair came out and brought them out
2: Hmm.
1: all right so is it possible it's- that over time sinclair felt that ring of honor wasn't enough wasn't bringing in enough advertising revenue to air them on their show on their channels maybe but, that, but
3: that's maybe- nine that's nine years without taking a chance with them you know like it's and no, it's strange cuz you you're a fucking like you you're a television network company like that's that's the business you're in and somebody gives you something that actually plays well on
1: television you don't take a chance it's just so right, weird. But, but if i'm like someone that owns like 12 12 like freaking lemonade stands right and this lemonade stand is bringing in dog shit while this Freaking lemonade stand over here, starring Guy Fieri or some bullshit like that, or freaking Walter Cronkite, or for anyone is bringing in this much. Why wouldn't I put that on this instead of the lemonade stand? That's not making me dick.
3: Well, because Guy Fieri maybe gets a primetime spot, and maybe you give Ring on Ring of Honor a shot at like one in the morning. At
1: the Why end not? of the day, what does that do for you in, in 2020, 2021? Because people are you're looking, everyone's looking for content on TV. They're I mean, they own a hundred, not at. Not at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning. They'll watch it on YouTube the next day. Are they watching it on YouTube the next day, though? Were they watching it at 1 o'clock in
0: the morning or whenever it was on? I mean, they did when it was ECW. I'm talking about Ring of Honor. Sure. When you go to the Sinclair Broadcasting Group website, you can click on a Ring of Honor link. Nowhere in here does it say anything as to where you can watch it. Because so they probably I don't feel think... like it, they probably feel like it's not worth putting on. But if you're going to, you own it, just put a fucking, if people want to watch it, you don't think you'd make it accessible for people to just look up and see if it's available? Is Ring of Honor the only thing they own? See, they own Tennis Channel, Stadium, News Operations, Comet TV,
1: Charge, Star. let's Let's put Ring of Honor on the Tennis Channel, see how that goes over.
0: No, I mean, when you click fucking Ring of Honor on the fucking website, it has zero information as to where I can see it.
1: Because it's probably not on anywhere.
0: So then what's the point of being a fucking TV company and owning a wrestling promotion and not
1: putting it on TV? To sell it eventually and make more money.
3: Yeah, but how are you going to make money if you're devaluing the brand by not doing fuck all because with it? Because
1: it's you? wrestling. Someone will buy it and on the name value. How much okay, money did okay. WCW make or Turner make on the sale of WCW? Nothing.
3: So, no, so Kevin, you, your point, your point though is that They'll eventually make money on it. How are they going to make money on it if nobody's fucking watching it or nobody knows where it is or nobody even knows it but, exists? But, but here's where you're wrong now because people are watching it, just not on TV,
0: because it's not available on TV.
3: That's the exactly. Fucking so put it on fucking TV. You can't. I could can imagine Stadium is some fucking like whacked out sports network. You couldn't fucking throw it on there for an hour a week. You can't. I mean, something can't retain I mean, I can't value. Argue that, something uh, can't retain value if nobody knows where it is or how to watch it or where to watch it. That gives them no reason to watch it. So whatever pay- value you have, it's diminishing the longer it's not available and you're not making people aware of it.
0: And you're paying for production. You're sending people to fucking Baltimore to record it. Yeah. I mean, you can
1: make you can make the, it can make the exact. TV. You can make the exact opposite argument. You can make the argument that as soon as you keep using something, it depreciates in value every single time you use it. Whereas if you don't, like say like a sports team that's being revitalized. Like say like remember the, when the Cleveland Browns became the Baltimore Ravens, right? They became the Baltimore Ravens. What happened with the Cleveland Browns? They brought them right back to Cleveland and they freaking they're a gold mine again. So that can happen with ring of honor. If someone wants to take a chance and buy it.
3: Who's going to fucking want it? It's worth the paper it's written on. Nothing. It's like I'm you said, well. if, you, if you have an NFL team and you're not investing in your team, who's going to fucking want to come see them play? Look at the Expos. Look at the Montreal fucking Expos. They did fuck all, and they had like 100 people showing up for games, and they had to fucking move them out of the goddamn country.
1: And a team was willing to pay for it, weren't they?
3: Because it's, a, it's an MLB franchise. You think somebody's going to be willing to pay for
1: Ring of Honor because it's wrestling? Not as much as a MLB franchise, but someone will buy it.
3: Not nearly as much. You know of who's course, gonna Of course, not some... nearly
1: as much. WCW was a national franchise. It wasn't near it wasn't nearly as as much as it was worth at one point. It was purchased for. Listen, I am saying this. Like I'm I get it. Yes. Should Ring of Honor if did, if Sinclair wanted it on, it would have been on. Clearly, they didn't want it on. But this
0: my thing is that this isn't a new problem. They've never put them on TV. So the investment makes zero sense from day one for me. Why would you buy Ring of Honor if you're not going to put them on any of the the TV channels that you
1: own? All right. So let me ask you this. At that time, they may have thought that the live events and merch and all that stuff may have been more profitable as a than a TV channel. But how do you if- get more people to go to live events? They watch the fucking product and they go,
0: I can't wait for this company to come to my town. Right. That's what right, that's, a, that's a fair was. point.
1: That's a fair point. But
0: I mean, that's a good one. I mean, Kev, we went to a ton of Hammerstein ballroom shows and towards the end, it was like there was fucking nobody there. It was sad.
1: All right. So all right. So all right, listen. And here, here we go. Not every investment's a good investment. Maybe they thought it was going to be a good investment at the time, and they felt like, "Hey, we're not going to invest in it anymore," and that's it. And there's your answer.
0: It's just, I think it's just a shitty, shitty on Sinclair because all these people had signed
1: contracts. They woke up fucking Wednesday morning. Oh, no one's arguing that it's a bad. It's a bad move out of Sinclair. Bad. Move.
0: Now to, to to I don't know who's ever credit is involved when they just said you know even if you were signed through. You're signed to this contract. We will pay you until your contract runs out, and you're welcome to go work elsewhere. Yeah, but I don't, I, I don't know. I really hope it's not the end. I really hope they go back to what made Ring of Honor what it was in the early two thousands, where they could cycle in indie talent, kind of like a PWG.
1: Hmm. But then, and if Sinclair still owns it, then it's a whole new investment all over again.
0: I mean, they still have. Plans to run the weekly TV show. Yeah, well, because um,
1: people are down there for tapings as we speak, I believe. Yep, they're taping all the way up until Final Battle. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know enough about the situation. That, that was literally argument for me trying to understand why they would do it, trying to get in their heads. Maybe I didn't do a great job at it, but my my only thing is that, again, they didn't think that. It was worth the trouble to ever put it on. And again, bad move out of them. And just, it is what it is. I don't own a business. They own a business. I'm not going to tell them that. They clearly know something we don't. t Donk thoughts?
3: I was more bummed for you than any of these fucking, anything else about the story. Because I know how much time you've invested in Ring of Honor. And... I know how frustrating it can be, uh, just watching stuff like MLW each week and just scratching your head with booking decisions. But when it comes to like business decisions, I just I, I and I know this was your baby, so I know you're probably taking it hardest out of more of us. And I, and look, it's not to belittle or to slight anybody that's worked for the, working for the company. Yeah. You know, guys that have been there forever, guys that have, that guys that we know that were hopefuls to get signed that have been, you know, working there on a weekly basis and and loving the company and. What well, was not to love? Like, they provided a great platform. They were doing a great job. I'd say that uh, Caprice and uh, Ian, probably I could make the argument that they're the best commentary team out there right now.
1: You could you definitely know? make that argument. So, I think they are.
3: So there's so much, like, good going on with this show. And just to hear this, it's like, I mean, fingers crossed, hopeful. Maybe they actually come up with a better game plan. So when April comes around, they they know what they're going to do. Maybe it's not the same ring of honor, but maybe it's, you know, a different ring of honor that people can sink their teeth into. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. it'd be a real bummer to see this company go away after, you know, dare I say, changed the business
1: for at least, you know, the
3: first 10 years of their existence. It would, and how it many people they introduced
1: us to. It would hurt me more if they came back and they didn't bring this group of talent back for yeah. the most part. Like, that would hurt the most. Like, I get it. If you have to reimagine it and you have to do it, whether it's for if you don't think what you were putting on was good enough or whether or not you just feel like you need to change. And it's not the first time you've seen wrestling companies change to, to, to think that they're doing a better thing for themselves. But, I mean, I've, I, I'm not a diehard like Matt, but I've wa- I, wa- I, watched, I watched today. I watched the Halloween show today. I've watched over the last few weeks. I've tried to watch, and it's 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 to me it's different enough as is. It's good. it's a it's a one hundred percent the definition of an alternative to anything else that we're watching. Uh, whether I mean this company is an alternative to another company. It's like, impacts different. AW is different. WWE is different. GCW they're all different. And I hope that if they do come back in April, and I didn't mean to sound like such a negative Nancy because I really do hope. Nothing but the freaking best for them and everyone there. Oh, we
3: know you hate everybody, Kevin. It's all right.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, I to, I'm drinking a gallon of water a day. I have to pee every five minutes, and <laughs> plus the uh, the daddy sodas that I'm having tonight. Oh so, boy. Uh, and my back hurts. So other than that, no. I. Jesus. Listen, obviously, I love Kevin, Ring of Honor. So Kevin's falling apart.
0: Um I'm it dead. Really is. I'm seven I'm a dying. Having oh, a day bad. there. Uh, yeah. Still, like, man, it's just. I'm invested in all these characters and these people. And we know these people personally, a lot of them. Like I reached out to a bunch of people Wednesday um, just to be like, you know, like, Hey, if you like need anything, like we're here for you. Like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want the scoop. Yeah. Like, I just felt bad. Like I know they're going to land on their feet. The Shane Taylor's the Mike Bennett's the LSG's. Like these guys are fucking super talented Uh Vincent, but like, Man, this fucking like the Vincent storyline they're telling me with the foundation. Like, I want to see that fucking play out. And now, like, they're down there taping now. Like, it probably is going to be a fucking rush job because none of these guys are guaranteed to come back. I'm just like, Roosh oh, no, Roosh is out. He's hurt his fucking knee. He's no, gone. Right. He's out. Oh, okay. Like, even this week's show was fun with the fucking the mixed women tag match. Like, I fall in love with Quinn McKay. She's fantastic. Roxy's awesome. They've like. Turned no women's division into a very great women's division. And I don't even think we're going to get to see, like, they signed fucking Trisha Dora. They have Roxy. They have Miranda Alizé. They have Max the Impaler. Quinn McKay. Like, they have these great young talents. And I just don't think they're going to get an opportunity to shine. And it's fucking frustrating. This weird, like, trick-or-treat tag team match they had today where they just drew teams out of a hat the fucking Flip Gory's to Gordon storyline where he got concussed and now he doesn't remember the last two years. He comes out, he's fucking clean-shaven flip. Oh, yeah. He's doing his back. Like, it's fucking great stuff. Stuff with STP. I mean, they do make
3: Sparky Plug?
0: No, Shane Taylor promotion, man. They ended the show with Sledge
1: attacking his teammates. That's right. Yeah. So everyone everyone says that, and, and we've, we just said it on, on the show today, there's so many different places for people to work. Well, one of them one, one of, one of them might not be there anymore. So oh, I hope not. I really hope not.
3: I want to see Sledge teaming up with Alexander Hammerstone and we can call them Peter Gabriel.
1: I was going to say Sledgehammer, but I guess what are saying. What I said. Yeah, that, no, I got it. it took me a <laughs> second. I was already in the mid, mid-conversation. mid
3: Sorry. So, the dumb you know, things that okay. go through my, my head. <laughs>
1: no, it, it was brilliant, Tony. Don't sell yourself short. It was goddamn brilliant. Well,
0: Tony, in the world of
1: MLW, there's going to
0: be a lot of open spaces over there.
1: Jordan Oliver, dude, of all dude, the
3: people, Jordan, Jordan Oliver, Oliver. Tom Waller. <laughs> oh, fuck, really?
0: His contract's done. He's gone. Oh,
3: well, his contract's done. We knew that. I mean, it's not like. Wait, they got rid of needs. Jordan Oliver? Yep. Yeah. Mance Buku Warner. has gone. Well, I Mance Warner Buku...
1: left last year. Well, he's been trying to leave last year. Well... Since last year.
3: Yeah, well, I think he finally I, got let go. Cuz I mean the thing is like Mance is still doing like indie shows all over the place. It's not like, you know, Yeah, not, not anymore. What he, well, yeah, well, him and him and Danhausen fucked up their leg Yeah, they did. Yeah. I heard I haven't heard the extent of Mance's injury, but they say it's a lot worse than what Danhausen went through. Is yeah, that
0: true? Dan Danhausen broke his tibia and his fibia, so. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, that that's rough, but they were saying Mance was in worse shape. So, wait, were they still doing
1: injustice with uh
3: Yeah, they had been.
1: The as last of fact, thing-
3: It looked like they were heading towards injustice in LAX.
0: Yes. And they got rid was- of
3: Jordan yeah. Oliver. Now, look, Myron Reed's still around. I think, he, as far as I'm aware, he's going to still be in the hunt for the uh, middleweight title. But uh, I also read that Tajiri's taking the belt back to All Japan to defend it on shows there. So.
0: Well, t- uh, yeah.
3: Yeah, Buku Bu Dao Bu got cut. He hasn't been around too long.
0: Yeah, Beast Man. I didn't even know who Beastman Man was. <laughs> it wasn't that Beast Man. And uh, Leo Bryn. He was part of the 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 Stud Stable.
3: Oh, the 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 Texas guys that wrestled Devon Eric's. Remember? I mean, he's,
0: one, he's one of them.
3: So they cut one and not the other. Yeah, that's weird. That's a weird way to break up a tag team. Here's my
0: problem with this. Here we go. Time. Here's my problem with this Tom Waller thing. Well, there's now, no, now, we,
3: now we're stuck. With- there's no payoff to this fucking feud. And, and they have nothing taped.
0: They uh, well, they
3: taped stuff when they did Fightland with uh, Hammer and uh, Fatu. So right. I guess that's all have, in the cycle now.
0: Yeah, and there's tapings this weekend down there. I think right the the War
1: Chamber tapings. But I mean, yes, to, to potentially get that blow off, nothing's taped for it. Yet. Well, he's no.
3: he's there till December, so he might be at the shows this weekend. Who? Tom Lawler.
0: He's at a he's a free agent right now. Oh. Yeah, I going. thought he was.
3: I thought he was not. I thought he was there till December first. No,
0: He's a free agent as of today.
3: He well, going. he might still work the show. Maybe Court convinces him, gives him a payday. You know.
0: Yeah, but they said they were going to do that war games in fucking Dallas, Texas, in
3: twenty twenty two in March.
0: Fuck out of here! That's what you get
3: for canceling that show, motherfucker.
0: Stupid fucking Yep dude stupid feud you dumb feud you son of a bitch
3: Did I mention I have three shots now? You've had I three shots? That? I could fucking go all over the world according to fucking the C D C and all that shit.
1: Well you're getting know? mine on I'm getting mine on Friday. Fuck yeah, dude. The boost? Fuck I'm yeah. Get, I'm fucking over
0: it.
3: Yeah, me too. I'm I I've, I've been done. I don't know if you noticed. I've been done. I don't
0: get fuck. Another fucking shot. I'm not getting sick. I'm not wearing no. a fucking mask,
3: dude. I got home Friday, two yeah, no, two weeks ago, and I saw the news. It might be necessary for people to get a fourth. I said fourth, your mother. I'm fucking done with this shit.
2: Yeah,
1: I might draw the line at three. Three's done, dude. Fucking done. There's no
3: more room on my card either because the dummy at the fucking pharmacy wrote on the fourth line and skipped the third line. So I was like, fuck this shit. Just joined the Dark Order right there? I'm, I'm out. No, Tanahashi. Something like, yeah, Tanahashi. Uh, Some shit. Fucking. I don't watch MLW this week, so fuck off. I know what happened. Oh, well, I did. Anything exciting?
0: Let it rip, Matt. Uh, Bobby Fish beat Lee Moriarty to advance. Um, Wait, aren't they both AEW guys? Yeah, and they brought it up in commentary that they were AEW contracted wrestlers, and they were wrestling for the Opera Cup. Oh, uh, King Muerte's, uh he has got some kind of deal. He's uh, that uh, Caesar Duran has to fulfill on his end of the bargain. So, mm. who knows serious. there? Who knows what's happening there? Um, Calvin Tankman was attacked by King Mo and Alex Kane, and uh, he was blinded. So he—I uh, don't think will be participating in the next round of the opera cup.
3: Ooh, unless they do like a Jake Roberts uh fucking Rick Martell deal.
0: Oh Tony, there was a Blindfold, Los Parksfield match? There was a Los Parks trick-or-treating segment.
3: Oh, were they looking for chorizos and calling everybody fucking boutons and all that shit? They were
0: trick-or-treating back home and they jumped a poor fan who had a Conan mask on and then said <laughs> trick-or-treating was for children.
3: They didn't say anything about Pendejos or anything like that. No, it
0: was on in the background. Then, uh, fifty-one-fifty challenged Los Parks for the MLW Tag Titles because they're the champs, and I completely forgot about it because I never see them on fucking TV. Uh, Krueger Kruger had two matches. Uh, he squashed Doctor Dax, and then he defeated Big Heavy or Bud Heavy. Excuse me.
3: Butt Heavy, like he's got a uh, big ass.
0: B u d d, bud.
3: Oh, because he likes the bud.
0: Yeah. Uh, we also got hype videos for Enzo and Warhorse. They are coming to
3: Oh fuck yeah. Uh
0: and then in the main event of the night, uh TJP beat Alex Shelley to advance in the Opera Cup. Good for him. Uh there's also news that came out today that um Court Bauer said uh Jeff Cobb will be in a MLW ring this
3: weekend. Hula Hula, the pineapple guy.
0: Love will it. Will he be in the ladder match? Will he be in the war uh chamber match?
3: Ooh. Maybe this uh, looking for a fourth partner. He's looking for a fifth, motherfucker. Wait, it's United, five on five? I Contra, added,
0: Contra unit added a uh Sentai death squad, dude.
3: Why? Because
0: they want to make it five on five, Why? bro. Von Eriks aren't doing anything that day.
3: Is this double ring? this isn't even double oh fuck why why why
0: i don't know you can ask court power that
2: yeah
3: yep (laughs) (laughs) come on what else we got let's go we're fucking we're far behind because you guys talk too much let's go
0: yeah you talk too much nwa this week tony did you watch the nwa
3: i might have uh there was a three-way with Smiley and two other women,
0: Chelsea Green and Molina.
3: There you go. I think Molina won. She's she's the number 1 contender, right?
0: Melina won. Molina looking good.
3: She got them hitters, bro.
0: That match was fantastic. I thought the three ladies did a wonderful job. It up it upsets me because I know what happened with Kylie Ray.
3: Yeah, I know. We we talked we talked about it last week. It's a bummer.
0: I know. I'm just it's upsetting. Yeah. Uh, May Valentine beat up Tootie Lynn
3: and WA
0: N W A and she don't give a shit about Tom Lattice, Tom Lattimore, and strictly business. And they called us. Camille said that. Camille give a shit.
3: Camille.
0: Uh, Lady Frost and Sky Blue had a Burke's rules match where you could not use a closed fist, you could not go over the top rope, and you could not jump off the
3: top rope. I hate that they use the word Burke. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Why? It just sounds so so weird and awkward. The Burke. Ah. Uh, the hex <laughs> beat uh, genocide <laughs> and Buffalo uh, Blaze,
0: and Mickey James beat Kira Hogan.
3: That was, a, you know what? That match reminded me of Bruno and Larry Zbysko because it was like kind of like mentor and like mentee, or teacher and student and shit. And it was kind of cool because they were like playing off each other, like. Like Kira would get a move and then like Mickey James would get a move and then do something else on top of it. They told a great story in that match. And respect at the end. So huzzah. Uh,
0: what else did you watch, T Donk?
3: Um, ooh, wait a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna be producer now. Wait, don't Uh-oh. don't touch anything. Don't ha ha good shit. Ha ha. What'd you think of it? I thought it was fantastic when they were celebrating the McMahon's victory. And uh, and um, what's his nuts? Um, the fucking attorney. What the hell's his name? It escapes McDivitt. me. Yes. Cheer- and they're, they're at the Divitt. bar having a drink. And he's like, you should take the neck brace off. And they had that Vince McMahon guy just twirling the neck brace over his head. I fucking laughed really hard. It's such a McMahon thing to do. All I could picture was stand back playing while he was doing it, too. I thought it was okay. I enjoyed it. I didn't think Phil. it was anything like I didn't know already. You yeah, know, but Phil, Phil Mushnick got some screen time. No, you know what it is? It's Fuck interesting to guy. me. It's interesting to me because there's a lot of the ins and outs, like like shit that they did where um they were talking about uh Anabar, where it was like another drug that they were supposed to warn people about and they never did. So it was kind of like they shot themselves in the foot. It's like, well, you're telling people that steroids are illegal, this and that, but like and you're looking out for people but you got this whole fucking report about this other drug and you didn't do fuck all about it. It was the case that the FBI had was so fucking bad, dude. So bad.
0: Yes, it was.
3: And Hogan fucking stood up for him in the greatest way. Like they were like, Vince was pissed off, but Hogan's testimony actually fucking like did him a big, a big solid. So it was, it was just, it was great getting the inside shit. I maybe, uh,
1: maybe the FBI stands for federal bad investigations.
3: I enjoyed that.
1: All right, thank you, Tony. <laughs> Matt did too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I, just,
1: I didn't watch it yet. That's one like I, I'm. I'm hit or miss with the dark sides. This one I really want to watch, but you guys did it. You guys did it justice. I just don't want to read
0: results to you guys. I want to engage you, gentlemen. So I well, was, well, well, here's I the, the thing. I still don't really know yeah.
3: who, I still don't fucking know who uh, won the NWA pay per view matches
0: why do you want to know they're going to make you buy the fucking thing
3: no they're actually airing one of the matches this week i think they're airing scion versus mims tomorrow night which is the only match i know the results to why do you know the results to that because it's the only thing they updated on fucking wikipedia
1: you can't trust wikipedia they know i had to edit
3: wikipedia myself because i had to fix the card
1: yeah how do we know maybe maybe you maybe you made the card yourself do they still have
3: the wrong card up on wikipedia no i I fixed a lot of it, and somebody else actually went in and cleaned it up even even more so yeah but the only results they have were the fucking mims and uh and Scion match uh
0: Kevin, I know you watch Halloween havoc. I did uh remember a couple weeks ago when you were like, "Oh, you'll watch it until you don't like it."
1: How long, Matt? How long all right, so here's the thing. I did not like Halloween Havoc. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm burping. Um, internal burps. All right. So here's the thing. Matt, Ugh, we're, going, we're going back Tuesday now.
0: I got That's the result. I'll walk I you watched, through I the whole I took notes of everything
1: that... else I watched. I forgot that I watched this. I can walk you through the oh, whole thing. Oh, I need thing. you. I need your help. All right. So I, let me start off by the to- off the top of my head. The only thing I didn't care for was the whole in between stuff,
0: yes, I'm with but you. The, on. Chucky was atrocious. Yeah, right. Uh All the the um. Look, I get it. Right. Here's the thing. I can deal with the elite dressing up as Ghostbusters and the Dark Order dressing up as characters because it's Halloween. And they're wrestling. The backstage shit. The backstage shit at like where we're supposed to think like all the good guys and bad guys are going to get together for a Halloween party now, and they're all going to dress up. And they just kind of hang out like and this fucking hand job dressed as a vampire is I well, I don't even
1: know who this guy is. I, I hated it. Oh, uh the Australian guy. Grayson Waller? Yeah, Grayson Waller. He's been he's been a featured guy, and then I think he did something to LA Knight. And then LA Knight had to come out later and oh no, and, I saw him. I saw him dressed yeah. as
0: a vampire too, right?
1: Yeah, dude. I, I think I tweeted this too. I was like, I never thought I'd ever tweet this, but God, I hope LA Knight gets called to the main roster because, <laughs> because N- NXT is like literally like the, not the place you want to be anymore.
2: If you're yeah, LA Knight.
1: Was, like I thought the women's ladder match was awful. No, I, I kind of, I, I'm mad. I know I have tweets about this and I know I have messages to my friend about this. I actually enjoyed a lot of the in-ring stuff on uh, on NXT, it was just the Dexter Loomis, uh, Gargano <sighs> stuff, and I get it. It's Halloween Havoc. It's it's one of those sh- themed shows where they do it. But I, I I get it. But it's just like again to your point that I'm to your point about my point is like how long can I put up with NXT not being what I was used to? NXT being,
2: yeah. This and... is...
1: Like I look, I like the Joe Gacy match. I like the Joe
0: Gacy character. Yeah. Whatever they're doing with this Parker Bordeaux kid, whatever they're called, Har- Harlan.
1: Uh, Parker Bordeaux? Yeah.
0: yeah, what is it? Harlan, he's got the shaved head, and he comes
1: out. Yeah, I forget his name, because I, I want to say that that might be too close to Ridge Holland. I don't know. It- maybe it is Harlan. I think so I don't it's know.
3: Harlan. H-A-R-L-A-N? Harlan Sanders? Like the colonel? I don't
0: know what his last name is.
3: I say, I say, eat my fried chicken, I say. I uh,
0: Like the-, the Roderick Strong-Odyssey Jones match, I was like, whatever. Why is this even here? Ah, uh, the yeah. women's match wasn't bad. The 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 the
1: fucking Dakota Kai return was good.
0: That was cool. The tag match was good. I I hate the fucking. They like took something I loved and spin the wheel, make the deal, and they literally just took Nelly's shitty butthole and rubbed it all over it for me.
2: Mm,
1: sounds about right.
0: Every match was spin the wheel, make the deal, except for the main event. And to me, the main event was fucking flat. It did not feel like a main event. I, I was just. Is I don't it, know, the, the weeks leading up to it, can they coexist? It's like fucking Matt Stryker saying, this is our sport. I want it to choke every fucking
1: commentator. Uh, is dude, it? Dude, is, I've started watching Impact on mute now.
3: Is it the fact that they really haven't built up Braun Breaker as much as they should have? Like, did they just kind of thrust him into this position? Is that maybe it?
1: Well, it was. it's a combination of two things. They built him up as much as you can with this complete revamp of what NXT is. He's like the guy, like yeah. So yeah but it's only it's only been what, like four weeks, right? And that's why that's probably why he lost the match, and
3: it's probably why it fell flat because maybe people aren't invested in a guy that they've. All right, well, there were there were a lot of
1: title in. changes on the show, so you kind of had that feeling that this was like a really rushed out of the old, in with the new thing. So I kind of
3: I kind of like that all the women have the belts though,
1: you know? No, like they all they all. They there were they, there were title changes there.
3: Uh, no, no, pre- like that. They all like all three of them, like that group, the Poison Clan. Okay, yeah, they yeah. They uh,
1: Priscilla Kelly and uh... Toxic Attraction.
3: There you go, Toxic Attraction. It's that sounds like a fucking like a like an early two thousands like sort of like grunge, but like new like depressing kind of music.
2: Yeah,
1: no, I have no problem with all the title changes at all because I think Rod Rodder- did did Roddy lose his belt too. No, it was
0: a non-title. match. It was a non-title was
1: title match, right? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, which would make no sense if Odyssey held the freaking cruiserweight championship, right? Because he's not under 205, right? Which, but he's also on 205 Live, which also blows my mind. Still a show? Oh, yeah.
3: I don't, I don't know what Odyssey Jones looks like, but that name is fucking money. He's
1: a
0: large black man with dreads, like a tank. He's built like a tank,
1: dude. dude that's he... fucking cool. Odyssey Jones. That's why, why get rid of freaking Bronson Reed and promote Odyssey Jones? Like they're doing everything they had. They they probably had planned for Bronson Reed, and now they're doing with Odyssey Jones. Listen, no, nothing. No disrespect to Odyssey Jones, but it's just like imagine if they were together on the same roster. Imagine like that kind of battle they could have, or if they were a team. Like,
0: uh. let me ask you, Kev. Let me ask you a question here with Imperium. Why are they making it seem like Walter is going to be disappointed with them going after the tag titles? They won what the tag they, titles. I know they made it seem like like you know, how does Walter feel about you going after the tag titles? And they're like, we don't care what he says. I know they're in a faction together, but he's not the champ anymore. So who gives a shit what he says?
1: All right. So maybe, all right. So immediately my, my gut thinks, my initial reaction is that Walter thinks that they care more about themselves than him regaining the NXT UK championship. That's an avenue they could go in a story. Okay. But I also think that Walter is going to get called up.
0: Does anyone even watch NXT
3: UK anymore?
0: A lot of people, I guess. I don't know oh, the, the UK. Insane. I couldn't tell you a fucking thing about what's going on over there. It's because uh,
3: they're on Sinclair.
1: <laughs> Sinclair. Eh? All right, Sinclair. We're going to broadcast NXT UK now. We're not going to put Ring of Honor on your bloody station no more. How this do you
3: is- have 160 fucking networks and you don't have an hour for Ring of Honor? All How?
1: right, because you know what? Because, Tony, it's a master plan. We're going to put NXT UK right on here. Cheerio. How? NXT UK with... Our champion is Russian. We're gonna do uh, is he in a hurry? But I'm Uh Nah, he's German, right? <laughs> is he German? Draganoff,
3: Jagamoff,
1: yeah. No, he's yes, Austrian, isn't he? Right, Sinclair, so no, he's Russian, isn't he? All right, so here's a Russian, isn't he? Draganoff, isn't he like Russian? I, guess, I think he's Russian.
0: I don't know, you're jacking off all the time and you're Italian, so
1: but yeah, uh, Sinclair, we're gonna take Rio and Vano off your telly and we're gonna bring an edX UK with Walter.
2: And, Look, right. Uh,
1: and I Robbie didn't... Brookside, Robbie Brookside, gonna be there. The British Bulldog, Baby oh, yeah. Boy Smith, will be on your program. And he's uh, from
3: Moscow. He lives yeah, in what... Germany, but he's from Moscow. That's close likes... enough.
0: I wonder if he likes the scorpions.
3: Of course he does. Who doesn't fucking like the scorpions?
0: The There's band, the scorpions? Yeah, what band? The scorpions? No, the you fucking animals. Change? The...
3: That's... Why do you go Winds of Change? That's I mean, it's a great song, a but come on. No, I'll tell you
1: why. Because as a kid, I liked Winds of Change because it was the only song that they would play by the Scorpions on MTV. And I really enjoyed that tune.
3: Wait a minute. No, they had the video with all the with them with them in the cage and all the women are shaking the cage and shit. Yeah, rock you like a
0: hurricane. Yeah, it was oh, that's the sc- I didn't, didn't know that was the
1: scorpions. Yeah, what? Of- no Hello. You. <laughs> Hello, Scorpions don't don't sting me now i did not I thought know it was so
3: cool like when all like when they're all together and they're fucking doing like
1: the rock thing and yeah i know it now, now going they, like this. tony i didn't remember what happened on nxt and i watched it
3: and then they put all the bitches in coffins at the end of the video how cool was
1: that you just see the coffins closing shut on them i i was a big rock ballad guy in my kindergarten years i guess
3: so you were like a white lion cinderella like...
1: i was a mr big be fucking A, dude. dude um, I,
2: my, won, won, she... my
1: introduction to the band Extreme was wholehearted and um more than words. More than words. Of course.
0: Both and fantastic. I cassette,
1: and I got the cassette and I was like, what the fuck is all the rest of this?
0: Dude, extremes <laughs> fucking they don't get the respect they deserve. Nuno Bentoncourt, he can play the
1: fuck out of a guitar. You know, I know. And I listened to it, but I was like seven at the time, and I was like, What is this? This is a wholehearted. I when I was a kid, I thought the singles were the only things that the band did. So, like, I thought every song on a tape cassette was going to be, like, the singles. Ah, oh, Kevin. Take me from the magic of the moments on a stormy night. Then to tomorrow in the winds. The winds of change.
3: My I think the first ballad I ever knew was Danger by Motley Crue cuz a friend of mine introduced me to Shout at the Devil in 83 and that was it. Fucking it was over. Fucking over.
1: God. Shout at the Devil? Dude, for Come me on, Kiss dude. Kiss was when they were sans makeup. Ah, without the makeup. That was my introduction to Kiss. It was uh God made Rock and Roll for you or for there us so for everyone. Yeah. I was a sucker. <laughs>
3: I dude, I still remember when they had their face reveals on MTV, and I was like, "Oh, look, four Jewish guys."
1: <laughs> you don't know well, that with their paint. on I mean. according to Johnny, according to Johnny Swinger, Gene Simmons is on Impact now, but that's not true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: how how was uh, Impact wrestling this week,
1: Kevin? I watched it today. Two bangers. Two. Tony, how do you feel about a two banger? bangers? I like a banger. Chris Saban, Ace Austin, Trey Miguel, and Matt. You'll appreciate this. Dear good close personal friend of millionaire Matt's, Rocky Romero. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, oh Jesus. Two, two incredible bangers. There's probably more bangers on there, but those are the two that that stand out. Trey Miguel uh, retains his uh Division Championship against Rocky Romero, and uh, so we'll have a, a four way contender match next week, which is. Macklin, Rohit, Laredo Kid, and your boy, Black Taurus. Oh, yeah. Taurus Hogan. And uh, Oh, yeah. So, anyway, that's next week. This week, the main storyline was Josh Alexander trying to get revenge on Moose, and a lot of other people feeling very upset with Moose about the way he cashed in his gauntlet for the gold championship. Did you Um,
2: uh, I'm
0: sorry to cut you off Kevin did you like the moose promo All
1: right so I I don't understand what the controversy is about was it because he mentioned New Day I didn't I I mean I know people were uh and a in, king and the queen and all that nonsense Yeah, yeah and he mentioned you know,
3: like being like the uh the the whatever the acknowledged the fucking tr- the chief and he he mentioned everybody being the man being the woman Yeah
1: so all right so he said that like he's the greatest champion in all of professional wrestling right now so then he's doing, I guess, digs at, I didn't hear the tribal chief part, but I heard the new day one and I heard the, uh, um, uh, a couple of the other ones. I don't know if you mentioned anyone in AEW or not.
0: Yeah. I think you made, uh, you made a reference to everybody,
1: but yeah, cool. but, the, but it was great. He comes out before he even gets a chance. Eddie Edwards comes in cause they got beef forever. Uh, and then, you know, Josh Alexander, as soon as, you know moose turns his back to him. Eddie edwards i mean uh josh alexander wants to get his piece in set up a six-man tag team match where moose has to find two alliances to go against uh eddie edwards josh alexander and the guy that i have not brought up but matt always seems to bring up now matt cardona so, i was gonna say what what about the minoro suzuki didn't he come out and confront josh alexander after he took out Moose, I believe he did. Yes, he did. And then Morris, Minoru Suzuki is going to be on the team with Moose and uh, Chris Harris. Not Chris. Oh, my God. Chris Harris. Uh, <laughs> uh, Wildcat. What? <laughs> the, yes, that's right. Chris Harris is back after his pending DUI trial. And he will be. Uh, team, no, it's uh, William Morrissey. I don't know why I thought Chris Harris. They kind of look alike, though. If you put Chris Harris in his prime. Up against William Morrissey. There's a little resemblance in the face. Isn't Bill a little taller? Oh no, he's huge. He's a monster. But I'm saying in the face, he's uh in the face they kind of look alike. In the face in the face. In In your face.
0: Uh so next week Kevin mentioned the six man. Six man Uh, also Mickey James defends her title against Madison Rain, so I guess that whole retirement thing is a wrap for
1: her. Oh, for who? Didn't Madison Rain retire like last year? Yeah, but she came yeah. back as a tag team with uh, Tennille. They were in the hole oh, really? in the knockouts tag team tournament. Dealie. All right. When that came back, hardcore so,
3: country. Well, listen, they got to fill
1: TV time, so it'll probably lead to another rematch with Diana, and then maybe Tennille comes out the next week, and you have, then you have Mickey James and Tennille, and after Mickey James and and Madison. Uh, No Brian Myers this week, which I found peculiar. Oh, I missed No, oh no. I know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what was going to do. Maybe the Learning Tree was closed. Oh, you know what What it was? It was it was BTI. Sam Beal fought VSK, and Myers Ah. on BTI in the corner. Ah,
3: that's right. I was on BTE, and I was listening to BTS. Smooth like butter.
1: Are you part of BSK too? VSK? He's no, boy. BSK. Bone Shaker crew. Come on.
3: Fuck yeah, dude. For Fuck life. yeah. Fuck yeah. Hey, you know what I did Sunday?
0: What'd you do Sunday, buddy?
3: I snapped my jack straps.
0: I saw that in the Discord. How'd you manage He's to do kidding.
3: that? Uh, DDP was like, jack him if you got him, and I started jacking him, and it didn't get him. And then is that those window, things? Pop. No, the uh, the bands that go on your arms or your legs.
1: But don't they like? Don't you start at your feet and go like that from it?
3: No 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 those are those are bands these are straps. No. They restrict they're, they're for BFR, blood flow restriction like they they tighten around your muscles. What it does is it prevents the blood flow from going so you build up more of your enzymes that repair your muscles. No, it's right. Supposed to bulk you up quicker. No, As you can see up. it's working. Is it? I should have done yoga today. You should have but you didn't. Hey look no. what I did instead. I'm eating fucking Halloween leftovers
1: bitches. No, dude I, I put Dude yesterday I found myself eating like Let me see that Tunsi
2: Roll. (laughs)
1: Well I I was waiting. while I was waiting to reheat ravioli and sausage. I (laughs) ate three mini Hershey bars.
3: How was that sausage?
1: Italian.
2: Fuck yeah. How
0: was uh how was your Halloween, gentlemen?
3: Trunk or treat got canceled, so we had like Fucking $200 worth of candy that we pretty much just left on the front steps on. People not,
0: why do people in your neighborhood not trick or treat? Trunk or treat is the fucking dumbest thing ever.
3: It was for my kids' school, dude. They, your kid's and it was like a 20. F- Tell them to go out and fucking trick my or treat. My kid's 20. Yeah. Holy shit. I was shit. gonna ask,
1: is your kid still trick or treating?
3: No, he didn't do it. A, a few of his friends actually went out. I found out a few of his friends went out, but he was just like, Yeah, You know what? Your kid, candy. Is, your
1: kid is smart. He was like, listen, no one's coming to our house. I'll have all this candy here. Uh, I don't need need to exert the effort going door to door.
3: All we really have left is like dum-dums and Twizzlers and a couple of bags of Swedish fish.
1: Oh, my God. You get the worst candy ever.
3: Well, that's why it was all left in the barrel. We had fucking tons of other shit.
1: (laughs) Uh, Oh, you're a lever outer, is what you are. You know
3: why, Kev? We had this big tub. It literally looked like fucking Emma Otter's wash tub, and it was filled to the brim. And to have to schlep this thing to the door back and forth, I said, fuck it. Put it out there. And I said, my whole plan... No candy. I didn't want any of it left, and ninety percent of it went. So I was a happy camper. Well,
1: that's that's the that's the move. Like people get all upset, like all oh, these kids took all the candy for themselves and didn't leave it for anyone else. I'm like, yo, that's the greatest thing ever. I'll put a bin out there. As soon as it's gone, turn off the lights, shut the shades. Bin watched Breaking Bad. I'm I in. even
3: I even uh, put a pumpkin to hold the front fence, so people knew to come up the stairs, and they didn't have to fuck with opening the gate. They could just walk right up, grab oh, all this so shit you, and walk right you back. You got a
1: pumpkin doorstop.
3: Yes. All right. Got my got my uh pumpkin from Big Pete down at the uh down at Food Town. Pete's pumpkin patch. I went to Food Town <laughs> to get groceries and Pete had a big bin out front, so I fucking grabbed one and I fucking brought it home. So that was where that was my pumpkin patch uh fucking picking <laughs> for the year.
1: I went, I went down to Pete's at Pete's pumpkin patch, you know, Pete. Then, fucking big we, Pete. You know, and then I think we sold it to Sinclair Media. He doesn't. He's <laughs> he doesn't you know you know Pete, right? He knows who
0: Pete is, he just isn't putting it together.
1: Uh, I didn't realize that where he worked. I I never knew where he worked.
3: Yeah, and it's funny because instead of saying we're going to food town, we always say you're going to Pete's to pick some shit up. It's like, yeah, I'm going to Pete's.
1: Oh, Pete's. I
3: don't know. Did
1: That's he get a tryout at WWE as a producer too? Not That's Pete. my story.
3: <laughs>
0: that's your story yeah that's all i got
3: you had a good halloween it was fun. i didn't have to fucking answer the door and all my candy disappeared so how about you how was your halloween matt were you slinging pies in the shapes of pumpkins i worked all day (laughs) so there you go you did did you have orange sauce like or like orange cheese to put on the pump like on the pizza oh who does that did you put like pepperoni on to make like a jack-o'-lantern face on the pizza oh that's
1: a good idea tony
3: See, it's gimmicks, fucking it. and Matt doesn't fucking fall for it. Like you could have put mushrooms in the shape of a pumpkin face, charge twenty bucks for it, and you would have sold a hundred of them. It's too mm. time consuming. Yeah, but that's extra money, dude. That's like twice the price. Twice you can't as nice.
0: People twice the price for a fucking dumb pumpkin design.
3: Of course <laughs> you can.
0: They won't come back, buddy. So you what got if... once. Congratulations.
1: What if you pre cut the dough in the shape of a pumpkin?
3: Oh, forget it now. Now Matt's fucked. He's got to cut dough. I can imagine oh, the four what the, what the four letter words coming out of his
0: mouth. <laughs> What's wrong with you two? Listen, I'm sorry.
1: That's Matt. That's what we would do at Pete's Pumpkin Patch. Yeah, man. Pete's, Pete's, Pete's got pumpkin fucking patch.
3: Fucking pumpkin shaped pizzas.
1: No, I worked. Well, he's got pizza shaped
0: pumpkins. I worked <laughs> when people came over and watched the World Series. Did you put pumpkin
3: spice on the pizzas? I tried. Oh, <laughs> Hate you. You know all them fucking bitches with their with their lattes are gonna come get some fucking pumpkin Ooh, spice
1: pizza. Great point.
3: Fucking Jesus. a, dude. Rubbing some of that fucking pumpkin spice on their titties, eating a slice oh, of pizza. All right, now you come lost on, me, man.
1: Tony. Now you're out.
3: Come on, bro. No, that, that's the porn I'm into right now. Pumpkin spice, smearing titty, pizza, fucking porn.
1: Four mm. chan. Yeah. How's that going?
3: Four 4- <laughs> chan you guys
0: watch any of the AEW this week?
3: No, I was too busy watching 4chan. I actually, while you guys, um, while I was AW helping my son, I managed to check out Kayla Sparks and Riho this week, and it was a good two-minute match, I and mean, that was about it.
0: Well, yeah, that's what Kayla's there to do, the J-O-B. Yep. That's the only and... AEW
3: out of all the AEW this weekend you had to watch. No, no, no it. it wasn't this weekend. It was like an hour or two ago. Week you want me to put in time with AEW on the weekend? What are you fucking nuts? I watched. Yeah. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid
0: you watch fucking wrestling for the rest. Of oh yeah,
3: life. like I don't fucking watch any wrestling for this show. Are you kidding me?
0: What did you watch this week?
3: I watched uh NWA. I watched Dark Side of the Ring. I watched Kayla Sparks. Mm. What the else? There was something else I watched too.
1: Did you Did you watch? Tell me you watched. Rampage, at least Daniel Bryan, Eddie Kingston, or at least you watched clips of it. No, uh, I watched the interview going into it. It was some fire. Excuse my back. That was on Dynamite, right? Was it? Maybe. Yeah. When they said it was it good. Up. Oh no, 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 that was
3: that was Rampage. No, it was Dynamite. It made me kind of want to watch the match. I because J T.
1: Dunn had a cameo. maybe been Rampage actually. That Tony was
3: Oh, can I tell you how fucking retarded? Oh, sorry, how stupid. Tony Schiavone and Big Show and fucking Mark Henry are. Can I tell you how stupid they are? So I watched. I watched one Trent match. Lightly, would, it um, was. It was um the Elite Killer. What the Kazarian wrestled some dude. It was a two minute match. He comes out. They have his 2021 record, thirty and six. Right. Like oh, he's having a great year. He's like, and then they're trying to make up stats like during the match. Like he's won like nine of his last matches and like blah blah, blah. and. Like they don't know what they're talking about. And of course it ends with with Kazarian getting a big win, right? Mm-hmm. And Tony Schiavone's like, that's his twenty-sixth win of the year. Are you fucking kidding me? You just said he's got 30 wins on the year, and this was his 26th. Fuck off.
1: All right. Have you, you taken you're talk into,
3: like you're smart? Have Think you taken last
0: year doing. into account? Have you no. taken into account tag team matches?
3: It was his record was thirty and six. And then that they two, said two, this win was his twenty-sixth win of the year. Fuck
1: them. It does Fuck include em. tag team matches.
3: Tag team back again. They have no fucking idea what they're talking about. on commentary. So you're
0: watching the C-shows on AEW. <laughs> <laughs> what are you watching? They gave us Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston Friday night. For free. But you're, but you're watching Rio and Kayla Sparks, oh,
2: Frank oh, Zarian, oh.
1: and Jobber Jim.
3: No, it wasn't Jim, It was some guy. No, it's Pete. It
1: was Petey Pumpkin, I believe.
3: (laughs) It was Pete Zaria.
1: Oh, that's good. All right, I'll clap for that. I have to, Matt. I'm sorry. I'd be a fraud (laughs) if I didn't.
3: Matt stabbing himself in
1: the. No, I know. I I know he hates it. I know he hates it. (laughs) I want to talk about AEW because I watched both shows. I was home.
3: See, Kevin watched it. It's two out of three.
1: What are you fucking meatloaf?
3: Listen, I don't need to watch it. You guys do such a great job on Wednesday nights. I feel like I actually watch the show. Oh great well, point, I especially I when you know. guys are trying to get you engaged thing. since you were fucking two hours late. Ooh, do you have do you have the top five? I'm going to wrap the top five for everybody.
0: You I can guess, pull a top, five. top five.
1: Daniel Bryan, he's the best. <laughs> Eddie Kingston, he's just as good. I actually had a Halloween theme top five tonight. Actually.
0: Well, Kevin, let's talk a little AEW since Dick's not over there. Didn't watch anything this week.
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: um, we don't have you. to go through the whole show, but what? Uh, give me your
1: highs and your lows from both nights if you'd like. Uh, Well, I think it starts and ends with Eddie Kingston and Daniel Bryan. How did you feel
0: about the, uh, the aftermath of what could we could potentially be getting?
1: With Eddie Kingston and CM Punk? Yes. All right, so here's the thing that kind of confuses me about that. Because you follow up like Eddie Kingston and Daniel Bryan, it's it's an incredible match. It's probably the it's arguably match of the year. Uh, It's up there. Then you thrust them into something else with CM Punk, which is cool. It'll probably be CM Punk's most high profile situation. But to me, it's did they have this match with Daniel Bryan be so great just to feed him to CM Punk? If that makes any sense, or maybe they do a Eddie Kingston mocks versus brian punk thing is 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 that something that's on your radar matt
3: well i I
0: think you're because mox is
1: doing his own shit beating up baby faces on dynamite right he's gonna kill orange cassidy this week too so that's oh
3: anybody that wants to kill orange cassidy's aces in my book fucking kill marco stunt too while you're at it
0: and i think you're gonna yeah i'm with you on that one i think you're gonna get moxley and and brian danielson in the finals of the eliminator
1: tournament yeah and i think i think moxley wins it to be honest with you
3: ugh. Moxley,
1: think so? I do. Yeah, Moxley. I'll tell you why though, because I feel like while he's been doing his badass thing, like coming in and out, beating beating people's asses and just leaving, not not doing shit. I think I think he may have did. did he have a promo, like a backstage thing? Um, anyway, that's not the point. I think that resurging him back in there is is it now, Matt? When the winner of this eliminator, they just the finals is at the pay-per-view. The title finals match is at not the at
0: the pay per view. No. Well, the title match is Kenny and uh hangman.
1: And hangman. So we'll definitely get uh we'll definitely get Brian and Moxley. Oh no, see, it's it's at the pay-per-view.
0: But if Moxley's going full heel and Adam Page is your champion, because I think Adam Page is beating Kenny Omega. I agree. That
3: ain't happening.
1: No, what do you I mean agree. that ain't happening?
0: T It Ain't or happening.
1: Or? Why? I think my, I, I I don't care. Like honestly, I wouldn't have cared if Moxley was the babyface and Kenny Omega was the heel again. I think you need to put, I, I think you need to put Moxley back in a, in a main event title match. Not that he needs it per se, but I just think it'll remind people, like, hey, we still have freaking John Moxley, like, and the main event is where he needs to be every now and then, uh-huh. not every month, like a Omega does or a, a, a Daniel Bryan does or a Jericho might need to or a Cody might need to. I think people need to be reminded. That Moxley is a top guy. So a lot of people
3: uh, love Cody these days, too,
1: huh? So we'll get we'll probably get Eddie and Punk. I think Kate just I, I saw Eddie and Cody Rhodes.
3: He's the best. His wife is also the best. <laughs> they're on TV because they're the best.
1: Is that from being the elite or something? No. No, that's
0: <laughs> Um, yeah, I think Eddie and punk at full gear is just a way to get both of them on the pay-per-view. And then after that, you can figure out what direction you're going to go. I think it's yeah. a matchup. I don't think you're going to get the same style of match. I think Eddie is going to beat the shit out of CM Punk, though. I don't think he's going to hold back.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think Punk will welcome that, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah.
0: So I look forward to that. I liked his match with Bobby Fish on Dynamite
1: CM Punk's. Yeah, he's another guy that I feel I think he had like one win. He only has one win since he's been in AEW unless it's like another unless it's like a darker dark elevation. I'm sure he got a couple on the darks. Yeah, but like I think he need and I I think I tweeted this so, out too. He needs like unless that's the idea for him and it's not a long-term contract or whatever. He needs a he needs a big win to me. But it's not going to be at the hands of anyone like CM Punk obviously.
3: Bobby Fish. He's the best. uh
1: uh I like the idea
0: of Pac Malachi Black. I know they set up Cody and uh, Andrade, but man, Pac and fucking Malachi Black in a in a fucking woo. Sign me up for that.
1: Yeah, and and because Malachi Black and Andrade kind of are kind of a a dealy now, or is that just a one time thing?
0: I think they have like a. It's kind of like a we have a mutual enemy, so
1: let's yeah, get rid of them. But I don't a, think
0: like. He's going to be, I don't think they're like a tag team.
1: Yeah. So in impact terms, it'd be like Moose and William Morrissey. They're just for the convenience, the super convenience of uh, the common enemy. Right. What do the white people say? Frenemies. That's right. Um, oh, I had a point about that too. So Pac came out and saved Cody, if I remember correctly, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, he did the
0: backflip and he sat down like Malachi Black and then flipped him off. Yeah, 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 that was dope. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Uh the Dark Order beat uh the Elite. I thought that was a super fun match.
1: Yeah. I didn't care for and this is just me nitpicking. Every single time the Dark Order does something awesome with an entrance, like I feel like the Elite like they did. They did the Space Jam thing. They and now they did the, the Ghostbusters thing. I'm just like, come on, man. Let the can the can the Dark Order live? Let the Dark Order live a little bit. They live. They won. They no. I know they won. won and eyes. of course, at the end of the day, that's the bigger thing. But I'm just like, at least let the Dark Order come out last. You're the heels. Come out first. It's Wrestling 101. And most, I'm uh, not sure the champ.
0: Uh, Dante Martin on rampage beat Matt Seidel. Yeah. Dante
1: great. Awesome. And, uh, and Matt Seidel, I think is, is, a, is a underrated piece of AEW. I know we never really talk about him all that much, even though I think we kind of have recently, but he's an unsung hero of AEW Cause he's there to do what I, I guess maybe like a Bobby fish is there to do.
0: Yeah. He can, but he can work with these guys and make them look good. And he looks good and you get good wrestling matches every week. And that's really all you really want. Right. Uh Brett beat uh the Abaddon. Abaddon! And the trick or treat no disqualification match where the
1: table didn't break. Matt, who's the 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 wrestler in Ring of Honor that is like uh and I know her cuz I saw her in ICW. Um are you thinking of Max the Impaler? I am thinking of Max the Impaler. Gotcha. That's it. All right, carry on. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's see, we got the full gear card is shaping up Kenny and hangman Brit against Tay Conte Lucha brothers, FTR for the tag titles, uh, a mini Minneapolis street fight between the inner circle and American top team where I think you see Tom Lawler debut for AEW. um, and Darby versus MJF plus the finals of the World Eliminator uh, Tournament. It's either going to be Brian Danielson against Mox or against uh, Pockets.
1: Now, is Tom Lawler officially... He's a top team guy, right, in real life? Yes. No? I
0: believe Yes, because Dan Lambert was in MLW with that yeah, with douchebag team. Bah, bah, bah. John Silver against Adam Cole next week on Rampage, and the Bunny faces Red Velvet in the TBS title tournament. Oh, uh, fuck. And AEW announced that uh, it's being reported that the Battle of the Belts will take place on TNT uh, Saturday, January 8th. All right. As like, a, as like a special. I like that. Uh, Seth Rollins, let's go to some WWE news and notes. Uh, Seth Rollins, he's going to get the next shot at uh, Big E. He won a four-way dance last week. Thoughts on this? Maybe we could have talked to our friend uh, Earl Joseph here. WWE looks like they're going to do uh, Labor Day weekend.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Pay-per-view in the UK.
1: Yeah, with, like, triple threat matches galore with, like, people from all different shows and stuff. Oh, boy.
0: And the That's brand right. supremacy?
1: Tony. It's
0: that time of the year for T-Donk.
1: Tony loves some brand supremacy.
3: Fuck, Yeah.
0: I think Tony loves
1: brand supremacy more than brand supremacy.
3: Like for my asshole, like eating brand?
1: That's right. Yes.
0: Uh, Kevin made note of it before. PD Williams is getting a WWE producer tryout, uh, and I believe Jimmy Wang Yang is too. They <laughs> were both backstage at SmackDown on Friday. They were both there in tryout roles. Uh, how do you guys feel about the new directive that when it comes to hiring referees, they should be shorter to make the talent look smaller?
3: They should always Paller. be smaller. Always 100. Taller, I wish I was a Wait, little What was the directive, taller. Matt?
0: They should be shorter to make the talent look taller. Got it. Gotcha. Short talent grande.
3: Yeah, it's booking 101.
0: Yeah,
1: uh,
3: I
0: mean, I guess it makes uh, sense. Talked about Ring of Honor stuff. Uh, Bushi. we have an update
3: on your boy in New Japan. He's not going to make it back in time for the fucking,
0: see. Uh, his vagina is still broken, so we Ooh, can't no brace. good. It's rough, rough. Does he rough, need
3: rough. some salve? I got some cream. Uh,
0: uh, he suffered a right anterior dislocation of it, the shoulder plus joint lip damage. He's estimated to be out two months, which means he could be back in time for Wrestle Kingdom.
3: He will be. Guarantee you. Ugh. There's no way to uh, keeping him off the biggest show of the year.
0: Fair enough. That's a good call. Uh, we have new uh, I.W.G.P. Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions as Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask defeated Desperado and Canamura.
3: Oh wait, your fucking Taichi is not a tag champ anymore? Or is he he's a the
0: IWGP heavyweight. World. Tag yeah, there champion. you go.
3: With with fucking what's his nuts? Zach, right?
0: Yeah, Zach Sabre Jr. That's right. Uh looks the like Dangerous 20-
3: Techers, the Techers. Yeah, the techers. The techers.
0: Yeah. Uh Okada is coming to the States for some New Japan strong tapings. Uh he'll be at the Battle in the Valley uh sure, November yeah. 13th in San Jose, California,
3: defending his uh his ticket to Wrestle Kingdom. Uh
0: it didn't say. It doesn't say who he's wrestling yet. The main event will be Jay White defending his never open weight championship against Big Tom.
3: Fuck Jay White, but okay, that's a good match. Uh let's see. It doesn't say here. Ooh, dun, 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 Big dun. Tom is like a 14-time never open weight champion.
0: Uh the New Japan Power Struggle is this weekend. Filthy Tom
3: defending No, he's not in New Japan. Oh, he's in New Japan. Power
0: struggle. Shingo, Zack Sabre, Okada, Tamatanga for the briefcase.
3: Because Tamatanga is the only asshole that beat uh, Okada. That's
0: right. Your boy uh, Tanahasho. Fuck yeah. Kenta for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Robbie Eagles, Desperado for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. The King of Pro Wrestling 2021 title will be on the line as Toriyano wrestles the Great Okan. In an amateur amateur rules match,
3: like one one count pin,
1: I guess so. Is that one of those? Is that one of those uh, exhibitions that we saw recently? With no, this is going to be a real match, I guess. What the hell was that, by the way? That exhibition?
0: It was that was it was it was Zach, Zach Saber and Shibata in an exhibition.
3: I get my sandwiches on Shibata bread
0: uh, and the never open way. Six man titles are on the line as Goto big Tom and Yoshihashi defend against evil show and Yujiro Takahashi.
3: Everything's evil.
0: Everything is evil. That's your new Japan information. Uh, we talked about impact. Oh, yeah. Uh, Speedball. Mike Bailey is a uh, under impact contract now.
1: Good Not for him. For- did he sign, or was did, or was it just like a public spectacle of? Him? Oh no, he signed. He signed, so he's back out in the on, states now, right?
3: They had a picture. He signed his contract on Josh Alexander's back, didn't he? Yes. There you go.
1: Yeah, Fucking he is. was banned until March of this year.
3: Yeah, he had a five-year ban for visa issues.
1: Yeah, yeah, because he came to work for Evolve and he didn't have a work visa.
3: I actually worked for Tier One around that time too. Got to call one of his matches.
1: Ah, there you go. He was in the Fatal
3: 4-Way um, to crown the uh the first Tier 1 champion, which was won by a friend of the show, Luke Hawks. Ring the bell, Tony.
0: There you go. Wow. Uh, with the this uh, Ring of Honor news, GCW picked up Bandito for their December 3rd and 4th shows in Dallas.
3: Is that Flaming Bandito?
0: Just regular Bandito. And uh-huh. uh, they picked up Brody King. Yeah. It's their December, December 17th show, uh, Blood on the Hills in Los Angeles.
2: Blood on the hills.
0: Uh, FTR is heading to Triple A to defend their tag titles, and they will be flanked by Vicky Guerrero, not Tully Blanchard.
1: Oh, Christ. That's a great match, by the way. A great now, match. Uh, a matchup.
0: Now, I came across something, and I know we're late, and I know this is a long show, but this is something we need to speak of.
1: No, they no.
0: did that dark side of the ring on XPW, right?
3: Yeah, we didn't talk about that last week, did we?
0: We didn't. But guess who's restarting XPW?
3: Uh, Supreme.
0: Rob Black is restarting XPW. There is already a new episode on YouTube.
3: He's out of his fucking gourd, dude. He was running a hamburger shack in Rochester, New York. That's where that burger stand was.
1: That's where he's basing this new XPW. (sighs) So XPW not only is coming back, it's going to be on our coast. Yes, yeah, so it will be out of New
0: York. If you Google, if you throw in XPW into the YouTube machine, you will find the first uh it's like an hour long weird thing. There's like an oh. there's I think the new jack Vic Grimes match is somewhere in the middle, like a oh, okay, so
1: it's not new stuff
0: yet. Oh, yet no. Oh no, he's he's introducing you. Like I saw a clip with Schlack. Uh he'll be, I guess, a part of it. Oh, oh god, I don't want I don't want to
1: cut this off, but that H two O. Oh, Anita and Tremont? Yeah. George, you guys thoughts on that? I haven't seen it yet. Me either. I yeah. bet you it's amazing. You you would say that. It's probably what? sick.
3: It's probably really it's sick. It's
1: fucking disturbing. Weren't oh, you yeah?
3: weren't the Kirks at that show too? Weren't they booked on that show?
1: I'm sure they were. I'm sure it's great. It, that's what you like. But dude, freaking exploding literally on fire, Matt Tremont. Like Mama. Look,
3: Matt wouldn't have come out of retirement if he didn't want the match. That's a fucking Oh, no, it's have to... it's
1: on paper. It's freaking amazing. It's just not my New York, But
3: Go out in a blaze of glory.
1: Oof. Uh, he did.
0: Uh Jib Duggan. Oh. Uh, well, he got uh the butt cancer. But no, uh the prostate good... cancer. Yeah, the butt cancer.
1: Prostate's not your butt? Yeah, there's two different things. That's cool. Part cancer. of your butt, right? I think there's Florida? I think there's an actual
3: no prostate's connected to like your pee and stuff like that,
1: but like you it... get it by going up there,
3: well, you can feel the prostate by going up there That's like that's, that's not need... yeah when you
2: get but okay, so it's not prost- part
3: of your butthole, that's like saying no. your vaginas part of your butthole, even though you can feel it if you go in there, you know all right like, but it, but theres but there's also
1: there's a difference between <laughs> prostate cancer and rectal cancer, yeah rectum, damn doctor Dunk.
3: You got questions? Send them in.
0: I'd like to apologize to the family of Jib Duggan. Uh, he has prostate cancer, not butt cancer. Yeah, but surgery, he had surgery. Yeah. Surgery was successful, and he is home resting with all the Jibs in the world.
1: <laughs> jib.
0: My man, like Jib Duggan.
1: God, so see, jib. this might actually be the, uh, the only appropriate uh, time where you could tell the doctor, hey, I like the cut of your Jib. <laughs> The surgeon.
3: See, Matt likes to pretend he doesn't laugh, but he's laughing. He's got a so I'm
0: not. I'm just lounging in my pajama pants, my Kenny Omega shirt. Oh, a, pajamas. Can we go to bed? We done? I had a successful trip to the Walmart and the Target today where I acquired many new action figures. Zodiac? No Zodiac. I got a Kevin Nash. Oh, great. Um, I got a John Cena and The Rock WWE Hollywood ones.
3: Does the Kevin uh, Nash come with toward the, Quan? The Ultimates.
0: The ultimates, uh, and I picked up a Santana and Ortiz. Nice,
1: we can target to, you, you're gonna open those bad boys then because you probably already have those, right? Already opened
0: the target at the Rockaway Mall had a ton of AEW figures. So,
1: wait, is this the new Santana and Ortiz? No, I thought you no. already had those. Fuck no. oh. I do have them. Oh, so so now you okay We're stockpiling oh. for I the see. future. For the future, really didn't like the surgeon saying that like the cut of your jib. No, I never said that. Okay. Don't li- don't. Why do you listen to Tony? I it's late. Don't
0: listen. To <laughs> I'm me. listening. To,
1: I'm very easily influenced.
0: Uh, we got a jam-packed show next week. Christian Rocco joins us at seven o'clock, and yeah. Taylor Rust joins us at eight p.m. Are a they story. a team,
3: Rocco Rust?
0: They're not a team. Yeah. So Rocco's Tony will, be late. Life. will t- Tony, will you be late for that show? Fuck, I don't fucking know. Will you be late for our anniversary show?
3: I would have been in earlier, but you guys were rolling with interviews. I didn't That's even such know. a bad I would, excuse. I would have let you in. You know, no, I would have let you in. No, I don't like doing that because then it's like, I don't know what you guys asked and I feel weird. Then the guest is like, oh, who's this? Oh, who's Tony? How are you, Tony? It's like it, it disrupts everything.
0: The, your name's on the screen. Hmm. Earl Joseph was a professional. He would have just rolled with the punches. He let me I
3: pee. I, I was listening, I was sitting here waiting and, and I was enjoying it. That's all. Hey, we got 10th anniversary shirts. We still have a few left. If you want one, WizardsPodcast at gmail.com. 20 bucks on the PayPal. U.S. It's included shipping. If you're out of the country, you could reach out to us. It's probably going to cost you an arm and a leg in your firstborn daughter. Mm. So if you really want to spend that kind of money, we'll hit you up. We'll get it out to you, but it will cost you quite a bit because shipping sucks. Yeah.
0: Or if you want to give us your daughter. Yeah.
3: No, I don't, want, I don't want anybody's daughter. Send it to Matt's house.
0: Look, if she's old enough to work, there's some manual labor I can get done around the house. There's still wood that needs to be chopped. There's things that need to get taken care of. Hmm. I spent all day watching wrestling and sending the same Twitter message to every single guest that's ever been on this show. I can't wait to go through that list. And it has been super successful so So, far.
3: So what time is Miko Maestro calling in?
0: No, 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 no. There's no, no call-ins.
3: No, 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 no,
0: no, no. No, no, Miko's got his fucking Finland Independence Day circled. He circled it in fucking May. Oh, it's my God. Day. Can't,
3: he can't wait. He's like, talk to you in December. Yeah, A.
0: With his reindeer stew hanging out of his mouth, that fucking ghoul. And it's look, this new stream yard. He should be so easy. We should have zero issues with him. Nope.
1: No, you what think there's going to be about? issues?
3: <laughs> it's the Wi-Fi in, in the in Washington.
1: Yes, I just buy Sinclair Radio. We're
3: going to eat uh Bean Boozle.
1: That's right. We will do first new Ring of Honor revamp. We play Bean Boozle. Oh my and god. Play, and play WCW and oh, Ring WA of Honor event. welcomes
3: Ring of Honor welcomes new signee, Miko Maestro.
1: <laughs> here here's what I found. I am the I,
3: pure champion.
1: Yes, I am here for Ring of Honor and I will respect
0: nobody. I didn't get to bring it up because Paro was a talker. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, that's he's gonna throwing be t- his. That's gonna, under that, the bus. that's gonna be a tough presser. Not throwing him under the bus, but he said we. I brought Uh-oh. up the raw horse, and we start talking about Lance Archer. Kevin won't eat bean boozle, but he'll try peanut butter and tuna fish. Yeah, I put all right.
1: So that's, that's gross. Crazy. That might yeah, be did, worse that's, than that's, bean boozle.
3: That's kind of uh, gross.
1: So in my head, you know how I pictured it on a rice cake, on two rice cakes with tuna and peanut butter, because <laughs> I love rice cakes with peanut butter. And I love tuna with rice cakes.
3: But then, what so, would you do? Pancake them together? Like oh, a be a little tuna tuna sand. Oh, that just sounds
1: awful. I try it because you know, Matt, you know what? And I wanted to say this. I I make a a, a decent tuna casserole, right? And you know what I put on? Oh, and no, 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 no. But I put weird shit on tuna. Jizz. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That. All right. That's that's pretty good. Uh,
3: fresh squeezed mayonnaise for Kevin's tuna fish on a rice no, there's cake. Well, m- there's mayonnaise and tuna
1: casserole. Well, there you go. A little bit, not much. It's actually more milk, dairy based. But I put <laughs> fresh milk. I put Brown's Golden Spicy Mustard in my you tuna. Mean, casserole. Do you
3: wait, you mean Golden's Brown Spicy Mustard? Whatever. Yeah.
1: Cleveland Browns Golden's Brown frown Spicy Mustard. <laughs> and I yeah, and I put like uh, Italian cheese, like Italian uh, uh, sausage. Armon- All right, Tony, you're done. I know I'm done. You're done. Let's go. Matt, All follow right. us follow on Twitter. Us. Follow us on Instagram. Follow oh us on Oh, my God.
3: Follow us, please.
1: We'll be back next week uh, with another
0: humdinger of a show. Christian Rocco, Taylor Rust, uh, tons of wrestling news and information. Yeah, that Christian uh, Rocco is a story. That's going to be a fun one.
2: Yeah, yeah and I'm excited the, for that.
3: In the 10 o'clock hour, Pizzeria will be joining us. That's right, Followed by Pete's Pumpkins you will be selling pumpkin-flavored pizzas and pizza-flavored pumpkins.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, if you've stayed for the whole three and a half hours, thank you. Oh, my you. God.
3: Fucking kill yourself, please. Uh, if you listen, please
0: rate, leave a review, tell your friends, follow us on social media, subscribe on all of our platforms, uh, youtube.com slash the Wizards Podcast, Shining Wizards, uh, at Wizards Podcast on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch TV, uh, check us out, enjoy us, and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. And if your
3: daughter's of age, Matt's got some manual labor to do.
0: Yeah, that's right. I got a lot of shit that needs to get done around this house.
3: Matt's
1: hiring lumberjills. jills. wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
2: Good night, fuckhead. <laughs>